Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever faithful host, Joel McDonald. That is me, and as always, my very, very good friend and co-host, Mr. Kyron Morrison. How are you doing, good sir? Everything's going well. Everything's fine. Nothing to worry about. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> I'm good. Thanks. Um, good. Good to hear. Uh, and uh, this week, we are joined by the wonderful, the amazing, the beautiful, the gorgeous, the fabulous, Mr. Jesse Monroe from Story Mode. How are you doing, good sir? Guys, you know when you go to somebody's house, okay? <laughs> And you don't know it's one of those houses where you have to take shoes off. <laughs> and you're halfway through the hall and you've got your shoes on. And everyone's like, oh, it's fine. He doesn't come here often. He's new still. He doesn't quite know our ways and customs. That's how I feel right now. Because just to rip the curtain back, which is not my yep. curtain to rip back, <laughs> yep. but I will. Yep. When we record this show, but when, when these two lovely folks record the show and I'm here as a bit of a wild card, they uh, play the intro music kind of as part of the recording. Whereas when we do the story mode podcast, I put it in post. Um, yep. So I'll, I was about to start like complaining about some bullshit. <laughs> and these two are completely silent. And I'm like, wait, uh, wait, are we... Rec- uh, uh, I'm hoping you cut that out. But if you don't, well... Interesting, but I I apologize for leaving my shoes on. It's fine. It's okay. That's all right. We, we don't really we care about have, the carpets have... of this of this place anyway. So <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> scuff it up. Many all horrendous right. things have happened on this carpet. It's fine. But whoa, how have we been doing? What have we been up to before we get into the the meat and potatoes of the show? What's uh, what's been going on with you guys? I have not been doing much, unfortunately. <laughs> I had a. Yeah. I had a house inspection this week, so I've been cleaning for most of my weekend like a boring human being. Um, and just watching the calendar for Lightfall and finishing Metroid Prime Remastered again. 100% hard. I did it. It's over. Yep. Now I can just start playing it for fun. No more 100%s needed. Just run through it. Yep. Just just start ex- experiencing it again. Exactly. I'll have you know, Karen, I haven't started it. God damn it, Joel. <laughs> I will end oh. you. I Wait, will, did you say you 100%ed one. it, Karen? Yes, I went back and got the thing I missed. Okay, okay. I was going to say... Don't worry, I got a picture yeah. to prove it. But like, as soon as I... To, to add some context, on Twitter I tweeted out a picture that I was on 97% because I missed a single goddamn mission ex- missile expansion and I was like, cool, time to go fight the last boss. Now I missed something. So then I had to pull up a mm-hmm. list of like the 50 expansions and try to go off memory and be like, did I get that one? That one? That, I'm pretty sure I got that one. The one I ended up getting, I actually blew off the, the container lid that had it, but then just apparently left. I was like, so yeah. Yep. So, you know, Just good like, work past Karen. You're an idiot, but whatever. We, we made up for it. I don't need that. That's fine. I don't need that. This can't have any horrible repercussions down the track. It's okay. <laughs> all, Everything's fine. All. It's all fine. Anyway, yeah. next week it comes out physically, so everyone better fucking buy it. <laughs> well, I've bought it. But you could buy it a I second time. <laughs> I could buy it a second time. There you go. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> could. But anyway. Jesse, what about you? What have you been up to? I have been watching King of the Hill. <laughs> have you ever seen King right. of the Hill? I've never seen it. I'd never seen it before. I've seen it. I, it's here funny. and there I've seen some King of the Hill. Yeah. I've never like watched continuously. No. It's shockingly funny. Because I remember trying to watch it like back when I was younger, which, you know, 40 years ago. And I, I couldn't get into it. And now I watch it and I can understand why I never got into it. Because the things that they cover are a little bit more adult and they go into them in a bit more of an adult way. 
And not as an adult, like, art or sex and drugs. But adult as in, like, taxes and complications with your neighbor. Like, boring adult stuff. But Bobby Hill may be the funniest character on TV. The reason I actually started re-watching it, well, sorry, watching it, is I saw a tweet a while ago about the best lines, like the best voiceover work ever seen um, like in, in, in TV shows and films and stuff like that on Twitter. And people were just like adding these like little clips. And so my contribution with that for that was uh, in the Amazonian episode of Futurama. The <laughs> yeah. Snooze Yeah. Yep. There is a part, I can't remember the, the actor's name, but she's in Golden Girls, but she plays Femputer. And there's oh. a really good delivery of the word why. And I remember even hearing the commentary, because I, I used to listen, uh, sorry, watch the uh, the commentary tracks. Me too, me too. Good for trauma, because they're incredible. I miss yeah. commentary tracks. I'm pretty pumped yeah, that the too. Glass Onion one is coming out on Netflix. Yeah, and it's like a big deal. I think everything on Netflix should have yeah. commentary. I mean, they're taking away so much. Put something back, maybe? Give us yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> something, maybe? Yeah, for the stuff uh, that you actually do like, yeah. yeah. Do something with it. Especially because fandom is now a much bigger thing. The commentary for Futurama made me a complete Futurama fanboy. But anyway, yeah. I added that as my contribution. And then I was scrolling through and I was looking at a few, at a few of them. A lot of Always Sunny. A lot of uh, Dennis oh, from Always Sunny in there. He's perfect. Oh, <laughs> he is. Oh. Yep. <laughs> Look at me when I think that's of the you. One. That's, no, the that's one. The, That was the one that killed me. And then Charlie then walks in. Of, <laughs> of, um, of Bobby Hill and um, Luann, his cousin Brittany murphy's character and they come into the house bobby thinks it's his birth they having like a surprise birthday for him <laughs> and they both burst in and uh britney murphy's character's like surprise <laughs> but then bobby makes this like yelp scream sound i'm not even gonna try and recreate it please if you are curious which you should be youtube it it is the wildest sound. And then I, was, I, I had to, like, Google it. And the rest of the cast heard... I can't remember who played did, did Bobby's voice. They heard it, and they're like, we don't know how it was physically possible for that <laughs> sound to come out of... It, it, a Yelp scream bleh, kind of thing. It's so bizarre. But that made me watch King of the Hill. It's very good. All right. I was yeah. going to say... Um- Speaking of King of the Hill, it did remind me of one of my favorite reaction gifs is from that, and it's a gif of Bobby on his bike, <laughs> where like he like it's just Bobby on the on the bike, and he like shakes his head slowly, and then just like fully turns the bike away around and starts riding away. <laughs> it's like, I don't know why it's, it's just a really good reaction gif to get across my disappointment in people sometimes. I saw that it was on Disney Plus, and I'm like, ah, oh, I should really give give that a go. I should go I... like properly give it a go highly highly recommend it well because the last time i did that with something that appeared on disney plus i was like i've watched a few episodes of that i should go back and watch it all was bob's burgers and i fucking love bob's burgers bob's burgers is so good like disney plus just casually becoming like an essential streaming subscription to have just yeah i mean it's got some some gems on on that stars segment i'm shocked sometimes Mm -hmm. i'm like just looking I like check what's new. I'm like, that's on here. Like my exact yeah. reaction when the menu was on there. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, Ugh, yeah, that was surprising. Yeah, I'm so, still gonna watch that. If they fix their app, it'll be great. Yeah, wow. Well, yes. Yeah. It's not the worst, but it's pretty bad. Um, <laughs> Good. See, the yeah. Disney app is. I search for something and I can't find it. The Netflix one is. I search for something and it's no longer there. 
but it still gives you as an autocomplete to give you hope so you're like oh awesome it's like, but it's because like oh. it tries to match stuff to it I'm like that's not what i wanted i just wanted the thing i was looking for and then it says unfortunately this isn't available anymore but if you were looking for this you might like this yeah. you're like fucking no like that's not what i'm that's like big for. we have blanket home energy don't you pull yeah, it on oh, me Netflix. 100%. Absolutely, and they're is. about to remove Arrested Development. Like, what do you mean? Yeah, what are you well, talking about? Hey, what all do you three mean? seasons of it, I believe, are on Disney yeah, Plus. All, so three okay. seasons. All, all three seasons. Three all three seasons. seasons. There's no I more seasons. I would go far as saying two seasons. That's just me. No, no, I like. I think I that like show that ends season. perfectly at the end of season three. Yes, it I definitely it ends in season three perfectly. There's no further is... seasons. There's only three I mean, seasons. I mean, all joking aside, I think it legitimately does. I think it has a great endpoint. I think that that last ending with that line is just great. Like it's perfect. I, I if they can the recut it to get rid of the whole with Lindsay and Michael scene, yeah, that's just me. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey. Anyway, call me a purist. I don't. I want less incest on television. Call me crazy. I know it's oh, not the cool thing to say. Just say, he, he came to dialogue options for the hot button topics, and uh, Jesse is not disappointed. <laughs> I was wondering that. where that was going. Oh my god! <laughs> um, Help us! Uh, anyway. Welcome, dialogue options. Take your shoes off. A lot of interest in here. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, leave your shoes on. Apparently, because uh, yeah, this place is going to get scuffed. Remember what I said about like the horrible things that have been done on this carpet? Whoa! Oh, um, god. I hate. Anyway. This. Uh, well, yeah, um, this week's been pretty interesting for me. Um, yeah, um, okay. <laughs> um, I'm just going to pivot here. There's no other way to get out of this hole. Um, yeah, I, I'm, myself and my family are in the process of sort of moving back to, to our hometown of Bendigo. So where, um, I've just accepted a new job and enrolled my son in a new center there. Um, and my wife starts her new job. Saturday this week, like tomorrow, and two days as of recording. Um, and yeah, we're going to be back in town. So, you know, if you notice the audio quality, if it's an episode with, you know, just Kyron and I being a little bit better and less laggy, it's because we're probably in the same room. So, you're attacking my editing skills. <laughs> I, no, I'm not at all. At all. I mean, no, not even, not wow. even in the slightest. We are winning a lot on this episode of the Dialogue Options podcast. As someone I'll say who that has. <laughs> As someone who has edited this show, sometimes it can be a challenge. I think the last one I edited, <laughs> oh, that was we had the massive technical internet. issue. Yeah, it was, it was we a, had a horrible shocking, internet issue. Shocker of an episode to edit. Um, but yeah, so um, yeah, so that's that's what I've been up to. Full full context on. for anyone who doesn't know what Bendigo is, it's Victoria's version of Tatooine from, from Joel's <laughs> I, favorite film is, series. That is, in the, in that the sense actually, that, like, you can't avoid it. Sure. Everything seems to happen there, but nothing is there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And everyone is related to someone that is from there, like in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, that's yeah, that's fair. Yep. Yeah, we are the center of the Star Wars universe in Bendigo. Um Which film? I can't can't pick too many good ones. Um Ooh, well done, the curse has been lifted. <laughs> you solved the riddle. Did I do that six months ago. Um Joel's anyway. a Joker origin story. It's the Pandora oh of Victoria. Just one. Oh, no. Oh, I'm going to pivot once again to get us out of this hole. So Too many holes. Oh my God. Call me Shia LaBeouf because there's too many holes. Anyway, this oh, week we're going to be talking fuck. about a whole bunch of different stuff. But I think it's time we move into 
the quest log. Mission completed. Quest log. Our quest log is our what we've been playing segment of the show where uh, we sort of bring to the table what we've been playing over the last period of time and uh, discuss about it in great length. And uh, this week we've got a few few tasty morsels coming in coming in hot here. Um, I'm going to be completely self-centered and start off and say How? talk about being the host of the show. Uh, yeah, well, hey, I'm just I'm just I'm just going to do it. Why not? <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, a couple of weeks ago there was a big Nintendo Direct. Um, we've had our episode where we covered it. Um, and in that direct, they announced that Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games were coming to the Nintendo Switch Online platform, um, depending on how much money you paid them. But that's not what we're here to discuss. So uh, having said that, I have seen that announcement and seeing that uh, Link's Awakening DX was one of the, the Game Boy titles that was um, launching with that. Um, that is a game that I've always wanted to play. And I know there was a remake that came out a few years ago and I've gone to buy it a few times, but I just haven't got around to it. Um, and then from here, like talking to people, and they're just like, "It's the exact same game if you play it on the Game Boy, the Game Boy version. It just doesn't. It just looks like a Game Boy game." I'm like, "That's fine by me." So I started it up, and I've been playing it pretty much every night. Uh, it is a delightful game. It is a del- Kyron is shaking his head at me right now. Of all the things in that, di- whatever. Continue. Go on. I talk bought, about talk about your little Zelda I, game. I bought Metroid Prime. I have it. It's sitting there. I've done. I have done my monetary part. I've backed the Kickstarter. I'm. I'm in. It's fine. See, um, this is what happens with the Metroid fans. You give them an inch, they want a mile. They get oh, their right. fancy games yeah. remastered. Joel wants to play some other bullshit Nintendo games. Okay? <laughs> Let him be. I'll just say, what are these? <laughs> what are these no-name um, franchises you two are talking about? Zelda. Now get out of here. Just let me go on my weird spin-off Zelda adventure. Um, so yeah, I mean, Link's Awakening. It's, I mean, you start it up, you start playing it, and immediately sort of realize some things are a little bit different. Um, most notably, there is, I guess, like there's probably going to be some spoilers. I haven't finished the game yet, but I've sort of hit the the point where I found some information, and I'm like, okay, yep, that checks out. Um, but you sort of the first thing you sort of encounter is that there is a a chain chomp prevalent just just outside someone's house and you're like silly chain chomp this isn't your game you're not from this series um and those sort of little drops of information and things sort of keep happening throughout there's a picture of princess princess peach at one point um there's uh there's like a yoshi doll you can win in the claw game there's all these like little things that allude to some other like nintendo mostly mario properties as well um and but yeah all that aside which is pretty interesting sort of like you know and i sort of like oh what's going on here um being someone who you sort of know that those are two completely different franchises why are they existing in the one world um yeah it's it's a fun little game it's sort of i mean it's a typical top-down zelda game really there are some elements to it that are a little bit different i think it has a lot more of a focus on puzzle solving and i'm I, i'm assuming that's probably because it's a game boy game and the limitations yeah. of the hardware at the time um i haven't found the boss fights to be particularly like the ones that are just straight up hit this enemy are like all right cool i can knock this over but there are some that sort of knock them on their head a little bit that make you you need to be switching weapons and different things like that um 
so you can uh, sort of get an opportunity to strike. Um, and I've really enjoyed those. Um, but yeah, I'm about, I think I'm in the fifth or sixth dungeon um, or level as they call them, which is again, like another little sort of like, hmm, interesting. Yeah. So every time you go to a dungeon and it's like sixth level or like level six and you go, oh, okay. I mean, they, they, the dungeons are pretty much levels. Let's be honest. I mean, they are. That's it. That's it. But I think, you know, when you could, when you couple that with all, all the other stuff that's sort of being in there as well. Um, yeah, I did sort of like just find out like why the Kokorit uh, uh, Island, I think. I can't remember the name of the, the actual island. Um, why it exists in some way, shape or form or like alluded to, um, which is pretty cool. Um, I'm just curious to see if they could like stick the landing with it a little bit, but yeah. um, I've been having a lot of fun with it. It's been nice just to sort of sit down and have that on um and what, like while I'm watching a podcast or something like that, or if like my wife's playing something on the TV, I can just sort of kick back and, and play that. Also, you know, save states, all those fun things that you can use when you're using an emulator um, have been super handy as well. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a really fun game. I'm, I'm having a good time with it. Um, I can, I've looked up a couple of walkthroughs and stuff for parts where I've gotten a bit stuck. And like, it usually takes me to the, um, the remake it's or the remastered so version. <laughs> And it is the same game, but like you see the screenshots, and it's like, oh, this looks really nice. It, <laughs> it is a nice game, really good. But yeah, apart from you know, for all intents and purposes, um, the other thing that's really cool that sort of like I didn't actually know was a thing was like the side-scrolling parts, which again, when you couple that with all the Mario stuff, but also with the fact that it's it's like a a bit of an homage to to like Zelda two, um, and Zelda one had some had, had like brief side-scrolling esque segments yep. when you were picking up dungeon islands but yeah like zelda 2 is a complete side scroller exactly yeah so it, it and it's and it feels kind of like that um i will say it looks great like it's just a game boy game but like that emulator is doing some pretty heavy lifting and, and and doing some good some good work there with it um and yeah i mean all the sprite work looks gorgeous like it's still I know, Jesse, you have, last week you were mentioning, I did listen to the episode, uh, you mentioned, yeah, you, you sort of like over like pixel art and things like that. I mean, this was obviously all I had access to back then, but I don't know. I feel like this holds up still because that, that pixel art thing, it, it, say what you will about it. It is timeless in a way. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. Like for classic games, I quite like it. I think just with um, like games like Sea of Stars, there was an opportunity to do something very different than they... Right. Kind of went the yep. quote unquote save option. Karen, you're going to hate me for this. Joel's convinced me to play this a bit more than you convinced me to play Prime. That's fine. You can play the worst game of the two. I'm not going to stop you. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. Wow. I, look, I act surprised, but I'm really not. Like, <laughs> Here's the thing I, I do like Link's Awakening, and it used to be the best portable Zelda, but then A Link Between Worlds came out, and it's not anymore. So. A Link Between Worlds is very good, and I don't think it is as good as that, but also, you know, it's, you know, there was however many years between that, but it's it's been good to sort of go back and, and fill in a gap in, like, something that I've heard a lot of people talk about in such high regard, um, and go back and actually experience it, and for, you know, for the most part, I'm really enjoying it. It's it's a really fun game. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm going to see it out. I'm going to see it through. Um and then I might play Minish Cap, but um, Minish Cap is not as good. 
It's not as good? Okay. I, I still want to play it, though, because it looks good. Like, it's that the Game Boy... A Game Boy Advance is a big hole in my, like... I played some Game Boy, Game Boy Color stuff, but Game Boy Advance was one where I just... It, it is a cavernous black hole of things that I have not played, so... Um, that's why I'm very excited to, to to dive into those games. But um, yeah, Link's Awakening DX is really good, um, and it's yeah, it's on that Nintendo Online um, Game Boy emulator basically. It's so, also it's also on because it's on the Game Boy one. It's not on the ripoff tier one, so you have to worry about the family plan. Yes, yes, it's, it's exactly, on like the yeah. very basic Nintendo Online. So it's again, yeah. it would be nicer if you could just fucking purchase it, like Sony lets you lets you do with fair. Yep. Like it's because Dra- Legend of Dragoon just went up on the plus like the um in the classics category like library, but um you can also just buy the game for fifteen dollars and own it, which is just like why not Nintendo? We know the answer, yeah, wh- but yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. Anyway, but yeah, Jesse, you should play it. It's good. It's fun. It's a fun little ride. Um, yes, cool. All right, Karen. Karen, what have you been playing? I'm leaving you to last, Jesse, because I think yours is going to be a bit of a meat and potatoes conversation. So, well, Jesse um, has has the most recent and hot hot off the presses game. Honestly, exactly. <laughs> that's that's why uh, I thought I might leave. If it to I last. meet and potatoes, mean an absolute fucking spot of a game. Sure, oh. <laughs> that's a good tease. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm, yep. Uh, we'll get we'll get there. Karen, what have you been up to? What have you been playing? Well, I mean, as I mentioned on last week's episode of Dialogue Options, most of my time has been like dedicated to metro prime i think now now i've gone past 10 days but it gives me a play count like a, a time I'm, I'm on about 25 hours so far so that's pretty good um but apart from that, that if you know that i've been playing destiny a lot because lightfall is as of recording days away like less like this time next week i'll be here recording a podcast instead of my second night of lightfall so Appreciate me being here next Thursday. I, <laughs> bitterness in that. Wow. I'll be, I'll be thinking about being on Neo Muna, but it's fine. But yeah, so I've been I've been sort of mainlining mainlining a lot of Destiny these last two weeks for the uh, conclusion of the season of a Seraph, which is the fourth and final season of the Witch Queen's uh, year of content. And yeah, it's been pretty good. I know, like, so to break it down. The seasons have been sort of a mixed bag this year. This is only really my first year experiencing them as they come. Like when I jumped in on Beyond Light, I just bought the deluxe pass at the end of the year and just played the four seasons out of order. Uh, and basically, Witch Queen started strong with Season of Arisen. Haunted was the second one, was pretty eh. And then Plunder kind of got, re- much like Haunted, got repetitive. But Seraph picked it right back up again, which has been great. That is partially because it dealt with a character who a character an ai i guess he's a character that i like and i'm interested in and that is rasputin who is a defender of humanity who's been sort of in the destiny storyline from the start and he's sort of also uh also russia's greatest love machine yes he is is russia's greatest love machine that is true i make that joke every time don't care also was impossible to assassinate (laughs) i look why write a song about him he wasn't a good bloke (laughs) (laughs) i'll say it i'll say it and hot such takes. a bop of a song. Whoa, the hot too, takes. Like, <laughs> such a bop of a song. Oh, anyway, <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, Rasputin sort of been lingering. He he was sort of like a big deal up until just before Beyond Light, where he because he's basically an AI that's been charged with defending humanity, but he sort of does it on his own whim. He, he like if he needs to bail on humans and let a whole bunch of them get wiped out so he can make a new weapon to save him, he'll do it. Um, but at the end of that season, I think it's season of arrivals, just before Beyond Line, it was like, you know what? 
yeah, fuck it. I'll, I'll, you know what? I'll defend you guys. Immediately got the shit wrecked by the um the pyramid ships. So they very barely bailed him out. And so since that, and that was like, what, two years ago now? In the background, there's been little Lord nuggets, like, hinting at them doing something with Rasputin. And this season finally saw it come to fruition. Uh, it has also now reached its conclusion with the storyline. It was really good. Very bittersweet. And there's also this really weird vibe over the tower right now. You've probably seen the um the video because Bungie themselves tweeted it out the day it came out. It's I was very like, guys, I haven't, I haven't played the, the, the mission yet. Jesus. So to, As someone to... who didn't didn't uh, jump into the season, um, like even just watching that video and with the very limited lore knowledge that I have. Yeah. Very fucking cool. It's a um, big deal. Basically, if it travels a giant golf ball that's been living on, like been hanging out of a tower since Destiny 1 and it's mm-hmm. just not there at the moment and it's just so weird. There's like, yes, Jesse? Have you guys heard about this? Sorry, I've seen a lot of memes about this on yeah. Twitter. The orb that washed up on a Japanese beach. Yeah, I saw this. And everyone's like, yeah. oh, we found the traveler. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Could you imagine if this, was, if, if this was some like marketing thing? That'd be amazing. That'd be cool. Oh, I wouldn't put it past them either. This, this, this could be. I mean, because this is the thing like, Lightfall is like. I mean, the tagline for Lightfall is "Our end begins." Like, yes, this is where we are careening towards the end of like Destiny's ten-year plan for their first sort of big campaign, I guess. Yeah, um, next next year we'll see the release of Final Shape, which is sort of the end of this Light and Darkness saga, and then saga. whatever is next for Destiny after that will be something completely different. The original um, bit of marketing for the Traveler was actually floating these big white balloons over America. Yeah. Um, oh, as, yep. the tra- as the traveler but that got a little bit heated to be honest <laughs> Ooh, look out um <laughs> uh so yeah i mean like you you say you know lightfall is, is is imminent like yeah and you said that there's a weird vibe over the tower currently like uh, how are you feeling personally like heading into lightfall apart oh, from look. like stoked uh, uh, out of your mind like that that little video they they put out, um, which has been so great to see, of even people who um who don't play Destiny or have bounced away from Destiny, just being like the, the video really gives you a vibe. It's like Fuck, I need to get make sh- I need to get my guardian in there because like there's a fight coming, and mm-hmm. it is weird because I look there are, it sort of does remind me of how I felt sort of going into Mass Effect three in a way, yeah, where it's like overwhelming odds are coming except i'm much more engaged in this one sorry mass effect yep. <laughs> yeah and it's been more of a slow build obviously it has it's been like, like a 10-year story of it's sort of it the, the main the part we're at right now kicked off with shadow keep but it has been evolving over the last like 10 odd years since destiny one on like ps3 so yeah but yeah no pretty much i'm ready like as soon as lightfall drops to grab my my fucking um outbreak perfected pulse rifle and just jump straight into the into the fray it looks like, again, there's a launch trailer tomorrow in a state of play. A lot of the cinematic trailers they've shown have been cool. It looks like we're starting with a massive space fight, and I can't fucking wait. Yep. <laughs> I love a yep. good space fight. Mm-hmm. Kind of Especially when it's like a Destiny space fight, because you know it's going to fucking feel so good to play. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, because uh, they're also not scared to like let you jump around you know, on spaceships now. I won't be surprised yes. if we have to do some like spaceship platforming, because it's like, fuck that, it, why oh, not? Fuck yeah. <laughs> It's gonna be good. Like in the so when you in the last mission, basically you're charged with like infiltrating the station where one of the baddies is about to fire off these these 
massive weapons of ma- weapons of mass destruction against the traveler and as it's happening there's actually a fight happening outside with like all your allies trying to assault the enemies who are invading it and it's just pretty spectacular to be running along and jumping along the outside of this space station while ships are like shooting and exploding exploding in the distance it's just destiny is um i'm looking f- look i am what i'm most excited about is hopefully after this you know entire arc wraps after final shape we'll leave behind the previous gens and we'll get to see what Bungie can really do because i do feel yeah. like they're being held back a little bit but god this they still pull off some amazing stuff they make some magic happen it's yeah it's it, it is stunning to look at sometimes when you're just playing that game and then just be like oh it's just running buttery smooth like it's so nice that bungee magic that bungee magic it is it <laughs> and really I say that, is i say that as someone who's like i've always sort of appreciated halo but i wasn't you know halo crazy but when i when i heard about destiny i was like oh look i'll give it a shot you know it's bungee i have a, i have access to like the like i got a beta an alpha in like in, introduction like um invite so i'll give it a shot i was like fuck this game plays really good yeah it's and good. It's, it's so much fun and i've gone up and down with it obviously i haven't i haven't been like some people have been mainstays i played destiny one and the expansions i played two and then i sort of bounced and then came back at the mm-hmm. end of beyond light and just mainlined the, all the content they had before it got vaulted so now i'm up to date but i did have a couple of years off so it kind of feels nice to be kind of in the thick of it now with everyone who's just yeah. really excited i think like that that you talk about that video that that been the the end of the season video that you do after doing that final mission that's out everywhere so it's not really a spoiler but um the shot like the shot yeah when they the finally traveler. paid off like the from the promo wide of the traveler like exactly above the earth yeah and it's just like oh oh shit awesome they had a that's plan very they had cool. a plan apparently and it was legitimate yeah yeah and it's just them just going ta-da like and you go they've earned it too like they really have they've got they've had so many ups and downs with this franchise like yeah. being, uh, uh, you know um acquired by um activision blizzard and then subsequently leaving activision blizzard to be completely independent so it's um it's been a a, a bumpy ride but man the ups have been so high for for this uh this series and this game. So. I mean, I would say mostly since Witch Queen, it has been ups, which has been so good to see. And it's true. Now they're owned by Sony, but like they get to sort of do their own thing, so that can only mm-hmm. go well. And Sony can yep. benefit from what these guys know about making you know games as a service titles. Absolutely. Um, Jesse, you've been saying you think you might be gonna you might be gonna dive in with Lightfall. How how are you feeling in this present moment right now? How are you feeling about that that statement? Are you are you committed? Are you thinking, oh I'm not sure yet? I have it marked on my calendar. Like literally I'm awesome. waiting for an alert on my phone. I'm I'm pumped awesome. for it. One of the <laughs> things yeah. there are some franchises that I don't necessarily like, but I really like hearing people who are into it get excited. So um, Simon, when you talk about Final Fantasy fourteen, whatever bullshit DLC came out last year, some <laughs> nerd nonsense, I don't know. But he was losing his mind over it. And I actually really, really, really liked seeing him so happy about that. Yeah. This is a little bit different because we've got diehard fans like Kyron who are over the moon and psyched, but the game that I'm actually interested in playing. It's a very powerful combination, this. I've been wanting to get back into Destiny for a while, but it's kind of become so big. Like, you guys were just dropping bits of lore that I haven't yeah. even heard of yet. And I was kind of worried, like, well, where do I get in? I just think Lightfall is going to be the closest we get to an entry point. Yeah. Yep. I may as well just jump on in. Everyone will be on the same sort of level, 
per se um, when it drops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Like, Bring honestly, it. the biggest change that's going to help, because one of the biggest problems with Destiny right now is it's onboarding. Like, a game makes, if you, if you boot it up now, you're going to get thrown into, like, a hundred different activities and not know what any of them are. And I'm hoping that won't happen in Lightfall. But even if, it, even if it does, they're introducing a new thing, which is like the Guardian ranks, which will sort of be like a to-do list, like a checklist you can open up. But okay, oh. what does Destiny think I should do? And it'll give you like an idea of where to go and like what you should be focusing on. And then sort of as you rank that up, like, so I think people who've been playing Destiny for the last year or two will start at like rank seven. But there's like mm. all these ranks you can climb up as you do things and sort of like sort of hopefully we'll sort of hand, like not necessarily hand, hold people's hands, but guide you through how fucking dis- confusing this game can be because it can be confusing and i say that as someone who plays it all the time like yeah it's, so it's, it's, it's a bit of like a, a, t- a tasting plan i was like if you follow this you're gonna yeah. experience what the game has to offer and if you want to jump off that off the rail there and go do whatever you know, tickle yeah. your fancy you can or you can stick with this and kind of follow it's like if you, fi- if you find something that's really like you're really gelling with whether it be like a pvp mode or some sort of like extra mode from it like the, the current season or whatever you can just do that for a while mm. i think at the very least though i think you're just in for a fun time because at, at its base level you take all the lore and everything out of it it is a it is just a fun game to play and it is a fun game to play with friends it is just a fun game to like hang out talk shit and like go like run some quests run some strikes or you know do you do the weekly missions or whatever you know all that kind of stuff and and that's what i love about it because it is it is nice just to be like um cool it's like cards like hey have you done this week's weekly no no oh, yeah come we'll run you through it or whatever you know and um i love that kind of stuff and then also the the gunplay is just so fun. much it's fun the gunplay it's it's yeah. what i compare all gunplay games to and i haven't yep. played it for a while what it, it is, reminds yeah, it, me of is you mentioning the trailers before how like evocative they are even if you haven't played it for a while, because I, I watched the trailer for like all the Destiny updates, and you're like, okay, this is hype, like this is rad. <laughs> it's the same sort of um, vibe I get when I watch trailers for No Man's Sky updates, which I haven't played yeah. enough of. But it reminds me yeah. of that. Both games, to a different extent, really rocky, um, uh, open, opening days and stuff like that. Like people were pissed, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But they knew that what they had at its core was good. And they yep. just stuck with it, and they kept building on it, and they get people gave it a chance. And it's like, look, if you don't cancel every fucking second game when it doesn't perform for six months, yeah, they can mm-hmm. turn into really special things. Yeah, they've done the hard yards, and it's it like, but I think you're right though. Like it, Bungie have set the gold standard for, in my eyes, and a few, you know, obviously all three of us in, in our eyes, like. The gold standard for like first person shooters. Yeah, I know some people just, would say that like would would argue that like a COD are with its feel and all that sort of stuff, but like and and for those people that do agree with that, I'm sure that that, that is true. But for people like us not. it is like it you just want like a fight yeah, but you're categorically but wrong. <laughs> but I mean like but it's it's not. Like some people want that like time to kill, like uh short time frame very quick fast pace all this stuff destiny does that but has these like jaw-dropping moments in between as well that have you doing cool shit that you didn't think you'd ever get to uh do in a video game really and and then also you're saying about the trailers like what i love every time i watch like a new trailer where they're like talking about abilities or powers or things like that and they have like a gameplay trailer you watch that and you go oh man 
because you know that, that Bungie hire people like members of the community to make those like to do all the shit in those videos they go here's some new tools this is what you can do with them go have fun with it in this arena and we'll we'll cut together and make a um make a trailer out of it and you just go oh man look at all the cool stuff that i i, I i'm gonna say i'm gonna do but i definitely will not be able to do because i am not a high level destiny player <laughs> but but still very cool the, the the prospect and the uh uh the possibility is there which is cool i love that kind of shit and i gotta say the other thing that it also just makes for destiny game the, the way that just that you said joel like the things you do was just it, like just feels really good it is all like lifted to another level another level by and i won't let it get ignored this year by surprisingly good soundtracks like those yes. destiny soundtracks are pretty incredible they put out two tracks from Lightfall so far, and they are not what I expected them to sound like, and I really dig it. Oh, okay. um, so I'm just really excited to just to see and hear and just to just to absorb all of Lightfall. I will be doing a legendary campaign run, which is sort of like a hard mode run out the gate, so it might take me a bit longer to do. Um, but I'm just so excited. <laughs> this time around, I want to do that. I want to do it at some point. I want to do a legendary. That's okay. Run I mean, because. I've got it. Yeah. I've got it booked with my current fire team, but I can have another exactly. fire team if you want to do a different day as well. I mean, yeah, I'm down for it because I'll probably just play through it solo on on like standard. But um, but yeah, I I think the coolest thing that's going to be with with that campaign as well is that it's at the end of we were talking about this the other night, Carmen. I was visiting you. Um, how at the end of that campaign you're going to have all the abilities, all the stuff that is on offer essentially with the strand power up. You're not going to have to go and do your homework for and grind it out to get all the extra shit with like they did with Lightfall and, yes. and Stasis. So um, that's, a big, cool that's because... a big problem with Beyond Light. There's a, mm-hmm. a new subclass added in that expansion, but they it's a pain in the ass to, you, to first of all, to unlock it because you don't fully get it to the end of the game. And then once you finish the content, again, it would have it made sense at launch because basically gave you like new tasks to do every week to fully unlock the abilities. But when you come back to it, like I did when I played it a year later, I'm like, just give it to me. Let me have yep. fun. So I'm hoping in the future they uh, just drop that and just give everyone stasis because it is a fun subclass. It's just they really make you work for it. At least you won't have to work that half a strand. You'll have it basically from the start and you'll sort of build it up as you go. Yeah. And I mean, the strand stuff looks, we've talked about it on the show before, but looks so fucking cool. Grappling hook. Like, what, there's a grappling hook. That's all that matters. You can grapple on it. It's anything. a fucking grappling Let's hook. Go. Yep. Like grapple onto my, my enemies, hun- onto people's like little sparrow motorbikes. You can grapple onto my Titan as I'm flying around. Grapple on oh, the trains. Fucking, it's like it's going to be grapple so everywhere. God, I cannot wait. Um, I will ask. You, I haven't listened to those tracks that have come out yet, Karen. Are they are they in the vein of what I'm what I'm? No, they're not I'm feeling. Okay, but um, again, that's the thing. Right. The Destiny soundtracks are always so varied. I guarantee, yeah. like even in the um, in the Vidoc they did, you can hear elements of like mm. of like synthiness. There's, I think, there's like hints of it in one of the tracks but i guarantee there'll be some like and yeah oh man i just want to be like like, they, like floating around in space and have like some or like over the top of fucking is it, where is it neptune no sorry near moon but it's yeah. the, it's a city you know on on neptune though on neptune so you were right um, enough but his name is near moon. yeah I was, I, was, I was close in the vicinity um i want to be able to like yeah be floating around in that space having some sort of like cool like synth rider outrun-esque well, that's what's like, exciting right bungie's been talking big about how the inspiration for this dlc is like lots of like 80s action movies 
Fuck yes. All that sort of stuff. So you've got like Fuck the yes. Titan just like covered in bullets and like the warlock's wearing a blindfold. It's just like Yep. Yep. It's Even be like the so much fun. There's it's an the, arcade. There's, oh yeah, the fucking arcade looks so cool. Um the the like samurai ronin outfit that's got like just a bomb strapped around them. Yeah. Like love it. It looks so cool. There's so much stuff that I'm looking forward to. This does mean into. I'm at great risk of like, because again, a lot of the cool cosmetics will cost money. Um, yes, and of I'm, course. I'm, I'm in trouble. Like, someone yep. might need to hide my bank card next week. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be, um, yeah, opening up that store is going to be a dangerous place to be next week. But um, but yeah, so that's it. I want, yeah, Destiny, Whitefall, next week. I'm pretty keen. And I've really enjoyed Season of the Seraph. It's probably my, out of the four seasons, it's probably my favorite um but again a lot of that's because i really like rasputin and the story that plays out even though as you're playing if you play through it you're like you could probably pick where it's going i still thought it was handled really well and it does certainly set a tone heading into lightfall as to where the i guess the heroes quote unquote are at in the story it's just yeah exciting times yeah well i mean look forward to i'm sure we'll be talking about it in the future we might do like a general impressions after we've had a bit of time with it and then maybe even down the track like break down the campaign or something like that if that, if that is something you're interested in listener and Clarence, if you're interested in maybe helming something like that getting out my little my little cork board and like putting getting the right string out and like <laughs> yep yep it's connecting I, it I'm, all. S- I'm saying that as someone who's just like i want that because i would listen to that because i want <laughs> i want to know i want to know some more shit so um but uh but yeah that's awesome so we will most likely, most definitely be covering some more Lightfall in the weeks to come. But until then, Jesse, yes. we're playing a little uh, little game that came out this week. Like some would say anticipated, but I think uh, since the game's come out, it might that that uh, hype might have died down just a little bit. Um, you've been playing Atomic Heart. Yes, I played a little bit as well, but like I think you've played much more than I have. So, Jesse, tell us about Atomic Heart. Now, I can see, dear listeners, Joel and Kyron's eyes are lit up here because they think that I'm going to get a town in this game. But the I'm saddest really I part is I that I'm think. not. <laughs> I have nothing. This game made me feel nothing. And it's a real shame. I've been looking forward to Atomic Heart for years now. It was a release that's been floating around. This game has been like one of those games that's just floated in the ether for years. Like, mm-hmm. who's making it? What even is it? Like, clearly, it's a Bioshock clone. But to what extent? To what end? But the more and more I saw of it, I'm like, no, this is this is ticking all, my, all the boxes. Creepy robots, alternate history. Mm-hmm. The trailers didn't have any of the protagonists speaking in it, which is probably a strong move <laughs> on their behalf. Yep. It, it, looked, it looked really, really good. And then I saw the game coming to Game Pass. I'm like, yeah, yes, please. So I mm-hmm. had, uh, what was it, came out on like Monday or something like that. I had yeah. that day sort of tagged as Atomic Hearts Day. I actually really wanted it in our draft as well. Um, it's in my fantasy team. Well, you fucked up. <laughs> uh, because it came out four points. to but... middling at best reviews and reception. Because it is a game that takes these massive chances it has a go at some really impressive things but it just doesn't hit the target and then it misses the 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 basics so to put this in to add some context to this the whole game it's like a soviet union uh after the after world war ii all the nazis died good stuff um 
And then, so we, uh, they killed a bunch of people, the Nazis. And there was a shortage on, like, worldwide labor. So the Soviet Union created these robots. Obviously, they became the richest country in the world. Uh, and they were able to make all these, you know, push their technology more and more forward. It's this um, atom punk, as they call it. It's a really cool vibe. I, I quite, yeah. quite enjoy it. Um, so you'd think the world would be really, really fun to explore, especially because there's open world parts. It's like, oh, this is a, a little bit different to the sort of Bioshock Prey style Bethesda games. This is a bit different. They forgot to fill the world with interesting things. Ah, so that's the thing. Yep. So, like, the starting moments, you are in a, like, not, not, a, not quite a gondola, but a little boat going down a river. Okay. Yeah. Showing that this is a very, very peaceful, serene, artistic place to be. It's uh, like a utopia. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. like a, it's like a, it's like a research hub that you're in. And you float down the river. It's kind of like the opening of Skyrim, where here's an exposition. You're in the back of a cart. Here's yeah. the exposition. And you have all this exposition, but the sub, uh, subtitles come up automatically. And they're minuscule. Like, I, guys, I know I can't see for shit anyway, but they're nope. tiny. And you can't make them bigger. So I turn it's them off. Like, and then at one point, decide to turn back on. Oh, no. And then at some point, decide to turn back off. So they'd be on, but I'd go to settings and they'd be off. I'm like, oh, okay. Then you think as you go through this research hub, the game will want to show off what this world is. Do some world building. Show me what you've got. Show me these cool robots. Oh, okay, you give me, what, a 70-degree field of vision? Mm-hmm. That's weird. So you got to turn around to see what, like, you know, you missed something. You're looking to your left, and you want to see something on your right. Ah, oh, you've missed it. Oh, no. Was, and especially, even if you are looking at the subtitles, and you can read the, these tiny minuscule subtitles, which is one of my big beefs is that the, um, the interface and the HUD, or the UI, is trash when it comes to that. And there's no setting to... 2003 levels of bullshit. Yeah, and it's like... If you're playing on a PC, it might be okay because you're sitting right in front of it. If you're playing on a TV, fucking good luck. And then you add in that element of like not being able to look all the way around. And there are parts where there are people talking beside you as you're floating down this river and their subtitles coming up and you can't quite hear what they're saying. You want to read it, but it's like, oh, no, I can't because I can't look there. So why have that function in the first place? So I was want to say like one of the, so what I'm hearing here is it's got a cool intro, and I don't. It's not fair to compare it to, you know, even though it's it is like a Bioshock. It's not fair mm. to compare it directly to Bioshock. One of the most memorable parts of Bioshock is literally going to Rapture for the first time. Yep. Like going under and seeing Rapture Magical. is incredible. Yeah, and it doesn't. So it sounds like, and again, not entirely fair to compare this game directly, but it sounds like they kind of fumble that intro a bit. And do you know what? Just to sort of take it out from here, because this is the part that I've played, but like, <laughs> like. Do you know what's great about the Bioshock one? What's is that? that it takes 10 minutes to get to that part where you're seeing Rapture for the first time. This game fucking overindulgent might be the word I would use to describe this at, at points, I feel, when it comes to certain things. Yep. And yeah. I think so, you were just saying it's unfair to compare it to Bioshock. No, I think it's completely fair because okay. that is what they've gone for. They have shot for that real hard. I'm trying to be generous. <laughs> and look, look, I, I do have some good things to say about this, but it will be a cool. shorter segment towards the end of this part. Uh, much, much <laughs> okay, shorter segment, right. okay? <laughs> so you, a little bit. You go through the whole thing, and this is where you meet the protagonist. He's got a real name, but he goes by the character name P3. He is the most insufferable protagonist, nay, not just in games, 
in film, TV, literature, life. <laughs> okay? Oh Reality. History. I hate P3 with a burning passion. So his whole mm-hmm. deal is he is very loyal to the Soviet Union and the scientists and stuff there. But at the same time, hates it? You can't quite grasp where he's from. Like, so he's he's loyal and he'll do everything for his country. But at the same time, he's like, these fucking robots. And try to ha- yeah. tries to have like, these like weird quips. And I'm like, dude, you're making me sound funny. Like, it's like what are you talking about, you loser? It's the edgiest of edgelord, edgelordington like feel of a, of a protagonist and it's funny because i remember like when we like having something like high completely different game but hi-fi rush and you have that protagonist who you and i both were like chai should be so insufferable and so unlikable and just oh my god shut up but by the end of that game i love that character i love he had some genuinely funny moments that made me laugh out loud and was just he talked a lot but it was all fun. It was good. It's it, obnoxious it, positivity that he has. Exactly. This guy has yeah. obnoxious negativity. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a hundred percent right. And like, and it just has. You said before about like two thousand. I think it was you were Kyron. I think saying about like two thousand and three, like PS three energy or whatever. And, and yeah, like similar with its character design in and and writing. It just feels very dated. Like if you could see P three. He'd be wearing a Rick and Morty shirt. Oh god! Okay. Nowadays, yes. Like, yep. He's yep. he's that kind of character. Anyway, you go through this whole part, and then you need to go see your a chief scientist, whatever. Okay, it's not really clear at this point because I couldn't read the subtitles and I couldn't quite. The audio mixing is all over the shop. I've already lost control of the plot at this point. Don't really care. Whatever. So you have to go and get a key. Joel, did you get this far? I... I mean, to be fair, if you didn't, you've only played about four minutes, which is that Is that the, the, the elevator where you go yes. up? Okay. Yes. Yeah, so I you run over to this building in this massive empty car park. There's nothing. There is nothing enjoyable about this world yet. Uh, there's a except... tutorial before you get to that. Oh, yeah. Actually, sorry. I will take a step back because this <laughs> is the moment that Joel and I realized we hated the game for the same reasons. Mm-hmm. You have this, like, weird... Um, like polymer glove thing which has these tentacles that come out of it kind of like a Navi's hair if I can bring it back to Pandora uh, and you it. also have an AI companion named Charles or when they say it Charles um, you go to an area where they're going to teach you some of your abilities You, I kind of thought this area would be like here you can do this this and this this is why you are a member of the security corps whatever you are but they teach you this robot lady teaches you how to do like an area scan Cool. Now, mind you, I'm playing this on, on, on the Xbox. It says to do this area scan, it's RB plus RB. Kyron, that look you just gave me, I agree. I thought it <laughs> was a typo, because there's been enough typos in the fucking subtitles so far, I just assumed they're yep. fucked up. Maybe it's LB and RB. Alright, because that would make a bit more sense. I saw it as LB and RB because it was so tiny, so up tiny. in the top left corner, I couldn't understand. I saw like the, the shape, and I'm like, Cool, that makes sense. Hit the bumpers. Like, and then I, w- I walk around the area a little bit and they're just like scientists doing stuff. There's nothing to interact with. And the game just says, you know, use your weird scan bullshit. I'm like, okay. uh, it, right trigger and RB? No, okay. I tried every button combination. And then I'm just like, I'm just smashing the control and then it happens once. I'm like, whoa. Okay, so it does work. 
it's double click. Yeah. You double click RB and hold it Why? sometimes. I found that if you when you double click and you hold it, sometimes the area would scan. Sometimes if you did it, it would stay up for like a second and then flick back. I don't quite know. Also, I don't see the use in it as of yet. Again, so, not that far in. Is it like a detective vision? Is that one of those sort of pulse? Yeah. There's such a, even Assassin's Creed knows how to do that. <laughs> Just one one button is all this. Click a button. R1. Click a stick. I'm going to call it R1 to the PlayStation. Click a stick. Use a but, D-pad button. Like, click a stick, yeah. Click the stick. As far as I know so far, RB doesn't do anything else in the game. Oh my god, okay. So it's like, one, maybe press it once, because if it does anything else, and I have to do that thing twice, I'm just going to scan the room, I guess. Okay. Anyway, so then you go to this part, you have to get the key. You go up this elevator. Takes way too long. And I'm thinking, okay, this is one of those false loading screens. I'm going to get up here, and there'll be this magnificent hall. Like, it's going to look cool. There's going to be a lot of people in there. Maybe a vista to look at or something, yeah. No. No, it's not. You take two steps out, there's two oddly sexy robots who give you a key and then say, all right, bye. The car you want back downstairs. You go back down to the elevator and you go to this car. That whole sequence is three to five minutes of literally nothing. There's even long stretches where the protagonist doesn't say anything and they're the best parts, to be honest. You then get to a car, and you're like, okay, cool, I know this car, this game has some driving, which is strange, there's one model of car that you can drive into enemies, great. And you sit in this car, thinking you'll drive through, and this will be your introduction to the research facility. No, 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 no. This robot comes up, like, this flying robot comes out, these tentacles come out, and they pick the car up, and they fly you around. And at this point, I'm going to say, I've lost all can, you're breaking through the clouds and stuff, and this is all meant to be just super evocative and just wow holy shit it's, look at this alternate reality this could have been us if it wants bad to things be, went worse i guess it wants so badly to be the intro to prey like yes. that's that's what it wants so badly to be that that helicopter shot going across but one that it i mean there is mick gordon music in it i haven't heard any of it yet do i hope have i that? haven't heard it yet uh, me too uh, if it i do, have not have that then the whole Doom Eternal thing had a bigger hidden them than I expected. Um, and, um, and it just doesn't have the same feel. It's not earned. Like, especially after having you go up an elevator to get a key and then back down again for no fucking reason. Like, it, yeah, it's... I'm also very curious to hear, again, I'm sure you'll touch on this a bit more, but I'm not sure if it's really come up in your playtime. It seems like it's trying to emulate these games, like, you know, Bioshock, Prey and all that. But it doesn't. One of the one of the best things about those sort of games is the immersive sim side of it. It sounds like it doesn't have that part. No, I played oh, level see, editors is, with more immersion oh than this. Oh my god! It's 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 nothing. You don't feel like you're part of this world. Not just like physically, but like emotionally, spiritually, culturally. Jesus. I'm just not involved with this at all. I I've never actually felt more detached from a game while playing it. And waiting for good moments to happen. It's almost mm-hmm. like the latter seasons of Walking Dead. Every now and then something good happens, but the rest of it you're fucking numb. Mm-hmm. And you're doing yep. this out of almost courtesy to the actors. I guess I'll watch your little <laughs> show. I'll watch your little adventures. Anyway, robots attack your ship. Yada yada yada. It big explosion. It's meant to be all cool. I didn't give a shit. You crash. You learn some combat. You have uh, an axe, which you can do heavy attacks and light attacks with. 
pretty basic combat, but I will say that the enemy design's pretty cool. The the basic robots yeah. that you come up against can take a few hits, and they are creepy. They are just these like soulless automatons, and they and come they at you pretty you. hard. Yeah, that will knock you on your ass pretty quickly because there's a dodge as well that you've got. You've got like a sidestep or like a like a, a dash, basically a little tiny like sidestep backstep you can do, and then um, just- which is important. Before I start, like, ruin, just going through the sto- story beat by beat, there's a part a little bit further up where you meet this old English woman. And at this point, the robots have gone haywire, all sorts happening. And she's meant to be, like, a real, like, Kingsman. Like, I don't know, she's, she's old, but she's cool, and she's got all sorts of guns and technology, and she's calling you, like, she's saying, no, she's, quite, she's not quite saying in it. She's not Simon. But she's like an old lady Simon, which I guess is just it's an old English woman. Um, the character that says that you're royally fucked or whatever because yeah, i think i may have seen from it. the trailer yeah. and stuff like that and the part which you would be like okay this could be a really cool combat moment all these flying um android androids drones come in and start attacking rather than you fight them off you turn you are turning a key to unlock a door and you have to hold the key in you as the player don't do anything and you just wait mm-hmm. so you're watching another character do all the action in front of you the last game that had all the action taken away from you that I can think of at the top of my head was Pokemon Sword and Shield. And those games had the good graces not to rub your face in it and not show it in front of you while you were holding a fucking key. She literally turns around to you and says, don't let go of that key. You have to hold it there. I'm like, are you... Is it a trick? Can't like, where's the camera? The <laughs> where's Ashton Kutcher? What are you talking about? Yeah, it seems like a massive prank. Like, this, uh, to the player, not in the game. Like, it feels... Mm, yeah. Now, I don't want to ruin too much story and stuff like that. Up until this point, this game is stunning. It is one of the prettiest games I've played for a long time. I just wish there was more in the world. But when you come up against an enemy, it's a bit of a one-on-one. It looks cool. The animation is smooth. Like, mm-hmm. look, the game has a lot of glitches and a lot of bugs in it. But when it's running how it wants to run, the animation feels good. And the combat actually feels okay. I've had some genuinely creepy moments. There was a one of these um, drones, and I, I messed up the stealth mechanic to kill it because I couldn't read what button to press. Thanks, TV. <laughs> Thanks, game. Yep. Thanks, Munfish. Oh, no. And I messed it up, and it turned around, and I've just shotgunned it in the face, and it's gone flying across the room and then just stood up instantly, just turned at me and ran. It, that was pretty cool. Like, the way these robots run at you, they are relentless very very cool but then the game starts like just like throwing waves them at you there's a in the open area there's like an alarm system that will just it's super unpredictable you so you're going through this whole empty void of like you know gardens and car parks and and the same house over and over again to activate these weird alarms that just throw these cool enemies at you but so many at once that you can't appreciate the kind of one-on-one nature of some of the fights you have earlier in the game. It it just feels like it's so. Eh. That's my yeah. that is my official review score. Eh. It's not bad. It it does have good moments. Like I I I do like some of the combat elements. I'm starting to learn more. The story isn't quite grabbing me, but there are elements to it. I do like how you collect items because you don't have to go through drawer by drawer. You just suck them into your hand, which is very, very it's handy. Very cool. The yeah. crafty system I can't be fucked with because it just seems pretty 
tedious. Like narratively, like you're saying about like the, the story and stuff, it from what's presented in the trailers, it feels like it's going down the route of like a Wolfenstein, like New Order kind of vibe, which is what I wanted. wanted. I was like, because I fucking love those stories. They are so wild. The fucking the new Colossus has such a fucking wild moment in that game. Multiple, but the one whole in particular, game start to finish. Start to finish, but like one moment in particular is just fucking buck wild, and it's still one of my favorite moments in video games that I've ever experienced. Can I just say a word to see if we're thinking about the right uh, same thing? Pregnant. Yep. Oh no. Ooh, okay. Okay. I, I wanted. To, I want, um, tell me after the show. So don't ruin anything. Uh, ahead. Let's oh, yeah, say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yep. fucking yep. bonkers. Yep. Like, yep. it's so good. And it, I was just, like, applauding my TV at that moment. And I was hoping for, like, a fraction of that. And it just feels like it's taking itself too seriously. And the moment I stopped playing, I only played for, like, a couple of hours because I was a bit tired. And I was going to play a little bit more last night. But Ash wanted to play something on the TV. And I was like, fine, I'll just play Link's Awakening DX. I wasn't going to fight to play Atomic Heart. No. Again. Gee, um, that's not a good sign at all. But but basically what happened was I was I was in that opening area. I didn't even get to the open world parts. I was still searching through those um like offices and stuff like that where it's teaching you how to suck things in with your glove and how to do stealth kills and stuff. And there's a save system, right? There's a manual save system. And thus where in li- and therein lies one of my big griefs is that the checkpointing in this game is awful. Just awful. Like, so I did this, I like did the manual save and I was like, this is a manual save area. So you can manually save here. I'm like, cool. There must be an auto save system as well. Went around, did a few things more, then got killed while I was trying to figure out again how to do the, the stealth kill animation. Um, but read the, the, read the button wrong because again, like Jesse said, thanks TV. Um, I was like, cool. Well, surely it will spawn me back to like, it's not too far. Nope. Back to that manual save point. And I had to go through like a little mini cutscene again where I had to learn stuff and it was popping up with all the tool tips. And I was like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I figured out. I figured out what this game sounds like to me. Mm. Trash. So how how you're finding this game is how I found Callisto Protocol. I literally have in my notes. There we go. So I literally have the Callisto Protocol in my notes here because it is, Callisto Protocol is to um, Dead Space what, Atomic Heart is to enjoyable games. No, to Bioshock and that, <laughs> that that particular brand of Bethesda uh, first-person shooter. That immersive yeah. sims, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it's just a hollow imitation that mm-hmm. tries to do things that would have been cool, like Callisto Protocol, would have been cool in the mid-2000s. In mid-2000s, I would have eaten this game up. Yep. Man, Imagine and if we get a situation like how, like, obviously, Clifford Protocol came out in December, and everyone's like, "Ooh!" And then the Dead Space remake came out, and everyone's like, "Whoa!" If we, if we, we probably won't, but if we do get that, uh, Levine, Judas, like Judas, yeah, yeah. I'm not calling Ken Levine Judas. <laughs> Friend of the show. Uh, um, maybe. So with that, yeah. a manual saving thing as well. What What are you playing it on? Xbox and Series S. So, so. I'm also finding the quick resume doesn't work with it. Really? Yeah, because every time I go to fire it up, I can I can fire this up and I can go and play Cyberpunk, which I haven't played for a year, but from the exact moment I stop 
caring about it. Um, and this game, I can't. Every time I do it, it loads me up from the menu and then it loads me up from a save point, which is, yeah, Interesting. the the checkpointing and the save points. So These save bad. rooms are either next to each other, like literally 10 seconds of gameplay next to each other, or they are miles away, of miles of open bullshit, open world to get to the next one. It's... What are they doing? Yeah. What are you doing? This should have been good. Like necess- and, yeah. Sorry, you know you said you wanted to be a bit more Wolfenstein. I wanted them to go either go full Wolfenstein, which is kind of the direction they've tried to go without being very good at it. But I almost wanted it to go a bit more serious. I wanted a mm. real, like, creepy vibe to it, which, again, when it does have those creepy vibes with singular enemies, it does feel like what, what I want to it's a weird comparison. I almost wanted to feel like Annihilation. You in the film? Oh, God, yeah. I love that really so uncomfortable cosmic horror starts to come into it a little bit. I mean, but it does have giant base. bubble areas that, like. Exactly. Because sort of when you see. Bit, when yeah. I saw the trailers, you have these rooms where you're walking through there and there are people just, like, locked in stasis in the air. Almost like control, but control. a lot more yeah. almost graphic and violent. They're, like, contorted and they're just still. And they're floating there. And so I thought there was going to be a little bit more, like, psychological cosmic bullshit happening. Which I think could have been really, really cool. Um, you know, you find it that they have all these robots and then they went too far with AI. And then AI became this whole thing and it controlled everything. And then it's becoming so its own the, thing there. The usual. The usual. The usual stuff, yeah. I mean, that, that's what it is at this point. But then, like, I find a floating body. And it's just like, oh, tentacles are holding it up in the air. There's no reason why it's stiff. Again, I'm not further not far enough in the game to to judge all these little moments, but if you're asking me if you should play this game, I would say niet. Mm. I, like, yeah, it's it's funny because like I know we've been saying quite a lot recently, like on and off the show. Like the reason why we like doing this show is we like to talk about things that we like, and we don't like to be too negative on things for the most part, but. I think this is one of those, like, close to po- protocol. Like, I think it's one of those rare cases where it's something that we were excited for and that has disappointed. And, like, yeah, I, I, again, I was so hyped for this. I drafted it in my fantasy league. I was like, yep. And, it, like, the impressions came out for it and that, before we did our draft. And I'm like, people are saying some good things. Cool. I'm feeling pretty confident this will be, like, you know, high 70s. And it's sitting at a 74 currently on Open Critic. But... I've talked this game every opportunity in every podcast I have been on since we started story mode. This game was my baby. I wanted, this, I right. needed this to be good because new IP gets me excited. It, it was a, such an unknown quantity, and what we saw looked super promising. The parallels of Callisto are like everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, like I, Callisto, I plan on not finishing this. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to go back to it, honestly. Like, it's I don't have that drive to go back to it. I'm more inclined to be like, I like last night, I was like, I'd rather just play a fucking Game Boy game from however many years, like 25 years ago. So, I, and I did that instead. So, I don't know. It's, and this is all before we've even like, because I don't even think we're going to talk too much about it, but like all the... Uh, controversy about this game and its publisher or its um its developer as well because it is such a russia forward game made by russians 
uh, and like some of the opinions and 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 stances that that Munfish have taken on social media as well have been a little bit questionable. Questionable. Yes. Um, I I did see that that someone pointed out as well that there is a like a, one of the like something in, in in an area where they advertise and you can have like canned swine meat. I think I think this is a product you can buy in Russia. I think. Okay. All right. Because I know what you're going to bring up. I know what you're going to bring up. It's like got the Ukrainian colors on it. The Ukrainian colors on it, and it's like canned swine. And it was like. And even that's the thing, though, right? Even if it is a real product you can buy in Russia, like maybe read the room and not. Yeah, like. I don't know. Like there's li- there's there's going for authenticism and then there's also like yeah like you said reading your room. It's a game so, about sci-fi robots. Why be authentic? Yeah, like, exactly. What are you talking it. about? That's M- it. Have like you can like, cables in your hand. Let's make it like can space lizard or something. I don't fucking care. What are you? What are you yeah. doing? Yeah, yeah. yeah just, no, this this you know, game's been deleted. Get fucked. If it's can if it's can can swine, it's fine. Just change the fucking colors. Don't make yeah, it the colors. Like I said, Ukrainian room, colors. Like, like look at what's happening in the world right now. Probably not. It's, it's yeah. yeah it's, how do you think that's going to come across? Like it's just like look at what you're. Yeah, I don't know. Just there's no scenario where this comes across as like a, a positive, really. And and that's yeah, that's the thing where I I saw that before I even started playing it, and I was like, oh man, I was like, oh, I'll give it a go. I'll start it, and then having that happen, like to, like the, the save, like that manual save thing happen, and I was just like, you know what? I've got a lot of other games to play. I don't have time to play. Uh, fucking Soul Hackers 2 just came to Game Pass. Oh, it was coming to Game Pass. I'm like, I might give that a go instead. Um, and that's like Hot a Wheels Unleashed hour JRPG. Game Pass, and I've been playing the shit out of it because it's great. Uh, please, please. I bought that on PlayStation good 5. Man, like, I, I paid money for that game. See, the annoying thing is, it. with the whole controversy behind this, I actually went on like a media blackout with the game for the last month and a half, two months, because they were, they were just doing trailer after trailer after trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I wasn't really across a lot of that until today, when I when I kind of played enough to be like, no, I'm, I'm good, I'm good. I don't care what the internet sports me, whatever. And then I read it all. I'm like, ah, oh, god, damn it. Did have a good trailer though that poked fun at the Wizard game. So yeah, that it was, has a, that was anything good. with Jensen Ackles in it and Jensen Ackles in it as well. Yeah, I was like, sweet, that's that's a that's a fun video. Um. The marketing yeah. was good for it. That's I think that's how they got so many people on board. It was just like the trailers they were putting out made the game look, you know, interesting and engaging. Get rid of the protagonist. Get Jensen Ackles in. Done. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I mean, yeah, it's 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 really disappointing. Um and yeah, I don't think I'll be playing any more of it, unfortunately. Um For a game called Atomic Heart, it sure lacks a lot of it. Oh, that's it. That's, that's the it. line. That's the line. That's the review line. The that's show. the tagline right there. Yep, we're done. Ooh. Thanks for listening this week. Roll credits. Um, <laughs> shot through the atomic heart. Uh, is there anything else anyone wants to bring up before we before we move on uh, in terms of like, you know, little maybe little bite-sized pieces that they've been playing or tooling around with? Anything like that? Uh, no? No, not really. Not really. Well, cool. Awesome. All right. Well, in that case, we'll move on from our quest log. And that means it's time for good old-fashioned... Dope or nope? Dope or nope? Now, Dope or Nope is our new segment of the show where we uh, bring a whole bunch of news topics to the table and decide whether or not, collectively, if it is dope, where we talk about it in great detail, or if it is a nope, we move on, we forget it exists, it is erased from the canon of dialogue options forever. 
I'm getting wild. I'm making it. I'm making it official. I can't um, wait to do like a, a not canon episode of Elseworlds. Dialogue options. <laughs> uh, Elseworlds. <laughs> That's what we're gonna do. Um, so uh, we've got a few stories this week. It's been a little bit quiet because you know we've had a pretty explosive start to the year with a lot of things. We are about. And we are on the. Yeah. Yeah, we're on the precipice of both a state of play as of recording tomorrow morning, and then next week a Pokemon presents um but yeah stay tuned we'll cover them potentially story mode next week um cool so let's launch into our our stories that we've uh, collected and scoured the internet for this week so uh for spoken story nothing like original pitch says gary witter that is the headline we got for you here what do you say uh look after talking about atomic hearts i feel inclined to nope anything for spoken as well personally but that's just me. That's fair. Um, um, similar boat. I do want to apologize to Forspoken's protagonist, Freya, um, for all the bad things I said about her. No. <laughs> By comparison, <laughs> she is fucking Joel Miller. Like, <laughs> yep. yep. Fantastic. I do like that um, Gary Witter, friend of the show, has uh, yep. been able to defend his good name and be Absolutely. like, look, this wasn't me. Um, yeah, uh, look, uh, it's a note for me as well, but and, and I know we'll, we will sh- uh, very soon erase it from the canon. But um, it is interesting that yeah, he did a, a, a um, like an interview with Alana Pierce on her like video games writing one hundred and one podcast that she's been doing. Um, and yeah, basically, sort of yeah, said like you said, Jesse, like this wasn't me. Like I did some world building stuff, very early stuff on, but that seemed to a lot of it got scrapped. And they went back to square one and he didn't, he says he didn't have the time to sort of rewrite and do a lot of stuff. So he just sort of left it with them. Um, he ha- headed up a writer's room. Wasn't for it Amy well. Hennig also working on this? Yes, she did. Amy. Um, f- Very curious. Can we get um, a- um, Amy on a, po- on a lot of pieces of podcast? Just to be like, oh, it wasn't me either. <laughs> just yeah, please. please. Um, yeah, I, was gonna, I was just going to say real quickly, they do have in the Eurogamer article that he was credited in the game under original concept and Amy mm-hmm. Hennig was credited as story concept. Story concept. Which makes yeah. make sense because you, you are going to get clout from those two names. It, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You would oh, yeah. 100% use it. I did find it, I did find it interesting that when, like, in the lead up to this game's release, like Gary Ritter was pretty radio silent on it. So this all sort of makes a lot of sense as well. But anyway, we'll, we'll move on. I think it's a fair call after, yeah, we just had a bit of a Debbie Downer moment with Atomic Heart for a, for a good like <laughs> half an hour there. Um, Atomic fart. Next up. Oh, rise itself. Rise itself. Um, platonic fart. Which is like <laughs> no strong feelings towards it whatsoever. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, um, God damn it. <laughs> uh, this, is the st- this is what you come to dialogue options for. This is what you come. The witty banter in between. Uh, next up. We've got Jesse needs a moment. You've broken Jesse. <laughs> you Jesse's out. <laughs> you got me good there. Just yep, that's it. Um, uh, Resident Evil Four remake. I've got here to receive free VR DLC for PSVR two, but there are some other caveats to this story as well. So some other side stories to this. This is this is first and foremost dope. Mm-hmm. I also just want to take this opportunity to remind everyone we are now a month away from Resident Evil Four remake, and that is Hell very yes. exciting. Hell yeah. Yeah, I, I'm doping, I mean, it, doping this because why would I not want to talk about Resident Evil 4, our Lord and yeah, Savior, right? returns in one month? <laughs> Any opportunity. 
Yeah, no, it's a dope from what a, what a year, right? In the first three months of the year, Dead Space, Metroid Prime, Resi 4. Like, three yep. of the greats. Just just walking back in, being like, hey, everyone. This yeah. is like what it would have like, felt like if they knew Jesus was going to return. And they knew <laughs> it was going to be with a coat of paint and even look better than ever. <laughs> HD version. <laughs> just re- re- me, huh? rebuilt. Re- a Jesus remake. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, there is a, a VR version of Resident Evil 4 remake for PSVR 2 uh, and it will be free DLC. So um that's, that's so cool. Pretty fucking cool. I, so I I really appreciate that Village VR is free if you already own Village. Like yep. this sort of got... feels like it's following in those footsteps. And I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure so was 7. Yeah, 7 was as well. RE7 was the same yeah, as well. Nice. Was, was have, free have you not played any of that on VR? Any of the Resident Evil stuff on VR? God no. I haven't. All right, all right. Fucking We're going to no. organize this because I've played Resident Evil 7 in VR. Resident Evil 7 is one of those games where the the latter half of the game, when you play it not in VR, you can tell was made for VR. Because that last boss is yeah. garbage. Because is they had to simplify it for VR. But the first uh, third of the game is, which is the best third of the game, um, yeah. is pretty tight in VR. And it, it is a real spooky. Nah, fuck that shit. I, fuck that into I've the already, sun. Like, I've, just, I've discussed this with, with Joel. Like, Joel playing Resident Evil 7 in VR is his cause of death. We, we cannot yeah. do it to him. He would not survive. Absolutely, I reckon yeah. I reckon he would kick the bucket right about in the intro where Mia starts attacking you. Yep. That's the I've part I've got people to play. <laughs> yeah, I've that part, seen that, that happen. Part would, ugh, ugh. I know that part. It's that and it's fucking old mate dad busting through a wall. Like, fucking, I'm dead. I, I am just I think you would floor. hate the, the fight against the mother more than anything else. <laughs> no, nah, just, no. Nah. Oh, yeah, because like, no, you're, you're going to get real close to her bug giant and that. Yeah, real fucking spider-ass body. <laughs> uh, nah, it, that is a big, that is a straight-up no. Like, that, like not even, like, a no, it is just a no. 100% no. But for the people who this is for, this is very, very cool. Um... And yeah, like we said, they've, they've done this before. Um, it's not surprising, but it is pretty cool. And especially yeah. having PSVR 2 like just launching, um, it is cool to have like a big tentpole game have a VR mode and announce this free DLC as well. It is um, quite... So you can sort of show it off. Funny, so the PSVR 2 just dropped. And I think it was maybe the Quest, I want to say, sent an email out to all of its users saying, hey, off the X amount off uh ps you know we're really excited for psvr 2 um to launch great news off the let's just say 40 games being launched in it you can play 32 of them right now on you know your other vr devices so it is good that the psvr 2 will get more i mean shit will this be exclusive to the psvr 2 i don't know i think it'd be a time maybe time but but um, well, between is this... Village VR anywhere else? I don't think it is. I don't think it is. No. But they I mean, need I'm, more I'm, exclusives. With I'll oh, be yeah. surprised because technically, RE4 is already available in VR. It came out in 2021 on Quest. So I don't know. Maybe if they will put this across, but. Yeah, I don't know. It, and this is also worth noting, it's going to be some time before we see this because it only just started development. So, I also uh, don't know what it's going to look like. Current, current, <laughs> exactly. Is there a particular moment in Resident Evil 4 that you think would be really cool in VR? Praza, uh, clearly... nice fight. No, Ooh, no. shit, the, yeah. Um, 
Krauser, no. no, fight. Yes. Imagine, like, looking up at that El Gigante. Oh. When you're going to, like, climb up on the back of it and, like, slash at the um, Lost Parkas. Oh, fuck. Well, honestly, any, any moment inside the castle or, like, aiming at a regenerator and, like, trying to hit those regenerating... Po- oh, my God. In the fucking cabin? Oh, man. Like... The cabin. Yeah. One word. Jesus. Even the village. Oh, that yeah. moment where your head gets cut off by the chainsaw, dude. That could be much. Oh, that would be some real fucking... Sometimes the camera, like, falls to the ground. One... There's one... Oh, oh, God, I don't like that. (laughs) One word. Ada. I'm buying VR2. (laughs) (laughs) Looks fair. I did see... I did see a tweet the other, uh, like a day or two ago that was just like, what's going to be the first PSVR 2 game to have a trophy for staring at a butt for too long? Um... And I was like, that's that's pretty funny. Um, yeah, as Leon Kennedy, I'm going to try and find a, a low-down mirror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, own, it, own it has focus. to be a Yoko Taro game for that trophy. Or a Kojima one to, that, for that trophy. Do I have to Google Sonic again? No, no, don't do it. Please don't. No. Leon please Kennedy pregnant. Um, so oh, there, was, there were... Oh, my God. El Pregante. Uh, <laughs> just... I, just I, <laughs> Again, from just from Game Grumps, my like my knowledge of this to- of this terminology, but just like Leon Pre- Leon Kennedy Empreg, that's uh, we'll look up there. That's sorry. God. When I die, can everyone can can somebody at my funeral say that I came up with the term El Pregante <laughs> as the pinnacle Jesus. of my life? Jesus, oh, we've God. had a good episode <laughs> this week. We've had a good episode. We've been on fire. Uh so there were some cap- there were some uh, side stories to this. Most most importantly, because we all want to talk about this, that Capcom almost released another version of the chainsaw controller. Cowards for Resident Evil Four, Cowards. but they Cowards. chickened out at the last second. So it's um yeah, that's it, it's a shame because I mean fucking yeah, please come on, make a wild a dual of that. sense. Like, version of this thing which only has charge for six minutes of gameplay would yep. be the best <laughs> paperweight <laughs> <I've ever made. laughs> even even just for those six minutes like that the, the haptic feedback in that like you using that with the like, vi headset oh dude yes oh boy yeah no nah, but they chicken out the last second for that unfortunately cowards so absolute cowards it's a real shame it's a real shame you guys notice so like, looking at the pictures of the old controller i forgot that it was quite small and orange yeah it actually looks like um uh oh, i forgot his name the little little chainsaw dog from chainsaw man oh yeah oh, yeah i saw what you mean i forget his name as well but yeah. 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 yeah fun um but yeah i think it's safe to say we're all pretty excited for resident evil 4 remake one month. Tell you what, Joel, one month. <laughs> I'm gonna play that game. I'm gonna play that game. Game's probably gonna fucking scare the shit out of me, but I'm gonna play it because I love Resident Evil Four. So, um, very excited. Also, sorry, in VR, there's invisible bugs. Oh god damn it! Oh. Well, when you're fighting the, the, the chief in the barn. Oh, and he, he like spine goes all yeah. like centipede. Yeah, he centipedes his own spine. He centipedes. Oh god. <laughs> Just oh, um, when oh, I can now I'm just thinking of moments when Salazar sends his right hand man after you in the corridor, yeah, and he's like stabbing through the floor. Oh. And the fucking just that part where you have like the two fucking Doctor Salvatore's coming after you, like, yeah, Jesus. And let's be honest, the briefcase, the inventory system, 
Oh my god! Oh that my god! And that in VR, sick. if you can actually pick things up and move them, yeah. Oh, that would be so. <laughs> that could be their game. Good. They could literally in the state of play tomorrow. They could come out and say this is going to be a free game. It's a management, like an inventory management sim. Would you just have, you, have wait? What? There, if you have you played Save Room, have you seen Save Room? No. Yes, there is a game that exists. Save Room. So Save Room is a small independent game, but it's a puzzle game built entirely around the Resident Evil Four inventory system. Beautiful. And I keep me, it's like eight bucks. I keep meaning to play it, but it's um, basically it's just cool. have to solve like little inventory puzzles. Done and done. Four briefcase. Brilliant. Yeah, it's very cool. It's very cool. Also, shout out to Dredge if we're talking about that kind of shit as well. So yes, um, talk about games are just about a month away. Friends Dredge. of the show. Friend Absolutely of friends of the show. Fuck yeah. March thirtieth. Um, I'll be there. Oh, I'm like, let's go. I'm getting lost that night. <laughs> yeah. Give me some unspeakable horror, please. Um, speaking of unspeakable horrors, Angry Birds will leave the Android store. Developers say it's just too popular. Oh my God. Next this is actually one of the I'm reasons so, why I'm, they're trying to kick our podcast off Spotify and iTunes and all good podcasting <laughs> platforms. Yeah. Which is too popular. You could popular. go and review it right now. Just like go, go, exactly. Go a five-star review. Yep. Yep. Easy to do. Follow us. <sighs> Hit the follow button as well. Helps. Very much helps. Um, but yeah, what do we say? What do we say for this one? I say nope, but it's it's funny in a really cynical way. It's very My Sister's Keeper. <laughs> 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 wow that's a way to wow. say it like okay <laughs> I can't I can't say anything else now that I've made that in hindsight that's very it. inappropriate reference that's um, oh my god for my own sake nope I'll say it I mean it yeah look I think it'd be fun to talk about, but there is not a lot to talk about with. It's just the story itself is very funny. I had it's a note for me, but I had to check when I saw this headline that it wasn't a fucking hard drive article because I it's swear so I was like, bonkers. this is too good to be true. Like it reads like parody, but it's yeah. It but just of it is basically the original Angry Birds is a one-off purchase game, and it was uh, Rovio was worried it was eating into the profits of their free-to-play games filled with microtransactions. So they're pulling it from the Play Store and renaming it to like Red's First Flight on the App Store, where it will just get lost and forgotten. They're buried. rigging their own game, not the games themselves, but rigging the game to make yeah. a less profitable, but potentially more profitable game more profitable. I've confused myself yeah. in saying that, but that's about as much sense as this all makes. Yeah, it's 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 so just it's so fucked. So, but anyway, um. And I just, yeah, I, I legitimately thought it was a parody article and until I read that it was from fucking Eurogame. Basically, so, um, if you want to play Angry Birds, the original one, search for Red's First Flight and stick it to him. I'm going to download yeah, it. Take that, Rubio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Deleting yeah. Atomic Heart tonight, downloading Red's First Flight. Yeah, That's fucking right. let's go back to where it all began, baby. Um, all right, let's move on. Uh, well, still a bit of a, a bit of Resident Evil 4 vibes here. Probably should have backed that up with this story before. Um, founder and studio head Shinji Mikami to leave Tango Gameworks. The news itself is nope, but the discussion about this is dope, so I have to do yeah, it. Yeah, you got to dope yeah. this. Yeah, it's this is. I think this is this is something we we, we should talk about. Um, I do want yeah, to stress something very very quickly, very quickly. Yeah, Karen, do you want to take the lead on this one? <laughs> this is, uh, this so is your forte for I this would, one. 
I was just scrolling Twitter and I saw this this article from um from trueachievements.com and I was like, oh, that's interesting. I'll drop it in the Discord. Everyone's now reporting it, so we're, we're really putting a lot of stock in True Achievements having seen this email that basically confirms that Shinji Mikami, uh, after 12 years with Tango Gameworks, is stepping back from his role. Um, so, yeah, that's the, that's the main headline. But I do I just wanted to stress that everyone is citing True Achievements and they claim to have seen this email. Uh, so, yeah, it, I'm sure if it, it we'll find I mean, out very soon that this is in true or false. Look, is it, what, the story broke at about three o'clock today. It was this afternoon, right? This is the afternoon. I yeah, so it was yeah. about three o'clock today from what I can tell. And they haven't come out and made an official statement about it, which makes me think that it is true. Yeah. And, they're just and it just lines up. Control, yeah. Yeah, because people have sort of he's in the spoke spoken in the past. Mikami said he sort of wanted to direct one more game. Did he? I'm not sure. Did, did he? He didn't direct Hi-Fi Rush, did he? No, that was um John Johannes. He yeah, um he was yeah. executive. He's executive producer of it. So. Maybe maybe he's open to it loosely being like he wanted to shepherd another game out into the market. Unless but way, the reason they haven't about... announced it, something's being announced at State of Play tomorrow. There's that. <laughs> also, too, I Shit. wonder. Uh, there's part of me that wants to go like he's going. This is his Kojima era. Uh, and he's just sort of like, this is a giant fake out, and it, this is this is the start of the marketing campaign for Evil Within Three. I can't wait to enter my Kojima era, to be honest. <laughs> I, I just spaghetti and Lego. Oh wait, I already am in my Kojima era. Then. We're, uh, we're 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 all we're all already in Kojima's actual Kojima era. So like, we're it's all, a Kojima I'm, world, I'm, baby. I'm already, yeah, I'm already like 3D scanning all my friends. <laughs> well, yeah, this 100%. is what my theory is with this i think maybe after the success the rampaging success of high fi rush tango maybe maybe they're going in a bit of a different direction and he's just like look this isn't me anymore um maybe he's gonna start his own studio take a break for a while go work somewhere else but if they're going in a bit more of a hi-fi direction rather than evil within direction just not his bag anymore which i think i think a very respectable decision on on both sides if tango think that hey this is our new direction because they didn't an incredible job with hi-fi i'm i'm open to it if if they start making like you know insomniac style platforming games yes yes i i want them to explore more of the rhythm genre but that's just me um well well, because there's i don't know if you talked about it last week i think you might have brought it up briefly but like um there is that tease in hi-fi rush that people are sort of alluding to there is a a frame of a of of like a, a news ticker going across, across the bottom of the screen saying um uh sequel to critically acclaimed survival horror franchise uh to release or something like that to that effect um i don't know maybe maybe he is leaving but like you said maybe who knows we might see something in the state of play tomorrow I mean, which would have been Rush such was a good prediction if this podcast came out before the state of play that happens tomorrow. Timestamp yeah, this. Yes. Somebody write it in a letter and mail yep. it to us. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it, 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 I could see it happening. It being like a PlayStation exclusive for a while. Um, after having Hi-Fi Rush be an Xbox that exclusive, be, that'd be so funny. Just because we are officially in the, the era where they are. Xboxes like Microsoft owns. Well, them. that's true. Oh well, yeah, guess, isn't it? Yeah, I keep forgetting that. That's okay. Black right, throw a spanner in the works. But yeah. They, yeah, but 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 again, that Microsoft is. They, if a game has been in development, they are willing to play ball a lot of the time. And yeah. like, sure, they they won't play ball of Starfield because that's like Bethesda. 
But a Tango game that's not Hi-Fi Rush, they might they play know, that if even And I guess after it also came out that they're not really making off Game Pass, this is another way for them to make money off their yeah. game just through another console. And also, too, that, like, Shinji Mikami directed the first Evil Within, but the second one was directed by John Johannes, who then went on to direct Hi-Fi Rush. So what's Mikami been working on, apart from being executive producer? Plus, this would help them in their court of, case by saying, hey, we're, see, we're not forming a monopoly, we are sharing. Just yeah. one of our lesser games. Okay, okay. this conversation is purely for us, because by the time it comes out, we'll have known whether or not this is a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, edit us to be right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if this is wrong, edit it all out. We'll put in okay. something at the end of this. No, what do you mean? This is an Elseworlds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is Elseworlds content. Yep. <laughs> I love... God, I love this. We're building We're building the... Uh, the... D-O-E-U. Well, the D-O-U. D-O-U. The D-O-U, baby. Um, Cool. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, not, I just... I want, a bit of a bummer, I want, but... I want Evil Within 3, but... We'll see. We'll see what happens. If if this happens, if this actually comes to fruition, it won't be surprising because it's sort of again he's talked about it in the past. Like it's what if what if um Mikami goes to work with um uh Nakamura at her studio? Is it Nakamura? Ishumi Nakamura. Where's she at at the moment? She's got her own studio. Yeah, I I didn't know that she had her own studio. Yeah, she's got her own studio. She's got her own studio space. She just had a kid like a year or two ago. Know that. That'd be cool because um, I do. I obviously love Ikumi Nakamura. Yeah. So I mean, like that'd be. Well, imagine that. Imagine like a fucking. Um. So who is making Split Ahead? Who's doing that? Oh, I forgot. That's that. one of the old. It's like change the name. <laughs> you can't say that on podcast. Okay. <laughs> I dropped fucking, the first C bomb. In the Story Mode podcast this week, after 151 episodes, I dropped up. Two hard C's while describing Obadiah's stain from Iron Man, okay? Because <laughs> it's the only yeah, the word you can use to describe him. However, <laughs> the term split ahead is worse. Yeah. Hey, the answer you can... to your question, Joel, is it's that, that's the one by the Silent Hill and Forbidden Siren creator, Kechiro Toyama. Right. Okay, studio. cool. Yeah. All right. Cool. Let's get my, let's get my affairs in order. Um, <laughs> let's get my, get my, my shit in order. Uh, but yeah, I mean, all the best to Mikami, if this is true. Um, yeah, excited we'll see. to see where he ends up and what he ends up doing. He's joining like, Story Mode we're... Gaming on a new podcast. <laughs> called oh, Fuck That's Scary. <laughs> yeah. We'll release one new episode every year. <laughs> yep. And it's just me playing a game and it's him asking, like, what do you think of like, a horror game? I was like, fuck, that's scary. That's the end of the episode. Like, <laughs> that's it. Brought that's five it. star reviews. Brought so. to you by Spotify. Yeah. It's the thing that shoots story mode into the stratosphere is, is fuck that scary. That's what we're waiting for. I want to do it. I'm going to make a pilot episode of fuck that scary. Now. <laughs> Stay Wait, tuned. There's already, a, there's already a pilot episode on our Dialogue Options YouTube channel. We don't and that's know. also very true. There is actually. It's like 17 minutes of me just saying fuck that scary. If you want to hear me scream like an old woman, go and watch those two videos that we put up on there. One of the very few things that we put on our YouTube channel. Um, it's very funny. Jesse, have you watched that? I have, and I would like yeah. to make more. <laughs> I wouldn't. I really wouldn't. It's great. I mention this every time, but if you listen really, if you listen with headphones, you listen really carefully because the microphone I had then was very, very bad. You can actually hear my wife giggling in the background because she <laughs> sat next to me on the couch while I played it. You can actually hear her just piecing herself laughing. It's very good. Um, not for me, but for everyone else. Speaking of horror, though, 
Blumhouse enters the video game horror space with newly launched Blumhouse Games Division. Uh, as my bias is always towards more horror, I like this, regardless of like what people would have opinions on like Blumhouse of horror films. I never know it all hits. But um, mm-hmm. if we can get some of a budget to make horror games, then yeah, it's dope as hell. I want a vegan game. That'd be so cool. It would pre- <laughs> be pretty fucking cool. Um, Actually, yeah. That... But I'm in that category of like, Blumhouse does a lot of things and they haven't done many things to their full ability, I would say. I think that they, they did go through a period of... of um, uh, like less is more more they went through a stage of more is less yeah quality over quantity that's that I is a hundred percent the yeah. term i've been looking for for the last 30 seconds yeah. thank you for saving me I figured you might <laughs> cheers buddy and i still fuck i still fucked it up and said it in the wrong the wrong order but it's okay yeah we got there in the end i'm i'm, I'm um, noping this honestly oh, i'll believe it when it happens and they actually put a game out I mean, yeah, like, there's not a whole lot to talk about with this, really, so to speak. Um, apart from maybe, like, what we'd like to um, see from, like, maybe video game adaptations of Blumhouse. That's Jesse's already said it. The Megan game. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's true. How would you want... Have you guys um, seen Megan? Not no. yet. I haven't I've seen it yet. What things. sort of game would you want? Uh, my immediate reaction is VR. Like... Some sort of VR experience. I, I, I would definitely want to play as Megan. <laughs> I'm saying that the new Just Dance game should have a Megan section where you do the dance. That was what I was about to say too. I was going to say like a Hakuni Mitsu yes. uh, like rhythm game, but with hey. Megan instead of... You know what we can get? Hatsune Miku, yeah. Because I completely forgot that everyone's doing it. We can get a tie-in for the Five Nights at Freddy's film. Oh my god! All right, let's dope this because we're going to talk about it a little bit more. I think. Oh like, god! Okay. All right. I didn't yeah, think that would be the thing that gets shoulder pull the trigger, but here no, we go. No, no, not even like that. Just like, I mean, like we're already interested in it. We're, the, the 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 ball's rolling. Why not? Why not keep it going? So, um, so this yeah, this subsidiary is going to be led by Zach Wood, um, who's a game producer behind things like Sound Shapes, Ho Hokum, The Unfinished Swan, uh, at, at Santa Monica Studios, and Prey Moon Crash and Redfall at Arcane and Bethesda. So, uh, as, and he will be president and Don uh, Shiler, former global head of business operations, planning a strategy at PlayStation, who will serve as CFO. Um, yeah. And basically it's going to be sort of, uh, the new division will partner. This is from rely on horror.com. Uh, the new division will partner with independent games developers to bring their creative vision to life via original horror themed games for console, PC and mobile audiences. In the spirit of its film business, Blumhouse Games will target indie budget games below ten million to enable innovations and push creative boundaries. I think that's probably the most exciting thing of that. Yeah, so that that, yeah, I like that because I mean, there's before we had we you know we got the comeback with like you know Resi Two remake and all these other games. It was those small, tiny indie games keeping the horror genre afloat mm-hmm. with stuff like Slender and even like you know the first Amnesia. Um, or even the first five, uh, five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, like, Five Nights at Freddy's. Like, so, whatever you say about that franchise and what it's become, and weirdly, the audience that ended up nabbing, which still, yeah, to this day, confuses me. Which is, I work in, like I work entire... in, I work in books. Yeah. Every day, I put out like little Five Nights at Freddy's novels. I'm like, 
this is not the direction I thought this would go. Uh, but but hey, it spawned like are. a genre of game that was targeted to like a young audience with things yeah. like Poppy's Playhouse and Bendy and the Ink Machine, like all those kind of like. That's a very fucking. That is such a cool game. Bendy is. So have you seen the second really? Bendy? Wait, there's a second one. That? Have you seen this? There's a second one, and it's like a Bioshock like game. Don't, really? don't. I, I've played Bioshock like games, okay? Well, I'm just saying, I, before. I, one of the Twitch streamers I follow, Series of Blurs, was playing it like back in December. This is, it's, I forget its name. I'll look it up for you. I'm actually okay. going through some of Blumhouse's properties, and my word, they're involved with a lot more films than I actually thought. Yeah. But I remember some when we ones. did our, um, our PAX episode, we made our own Battle Royale game. If you want to go back and listen to that on Spotify and iTunes. Um, we were comparing Carl it to Urban the Belker Hanks. experiment. Carl they have the yes. Belker experiment. They could make a really, really cool oh. Battle Royale game there. How about The Purge? Kind of like the prop... You know how Fortnite's main campaign? Yes, that's right. It had a main campaign where you fight horde of Save zombies world, at night. Baby. Imagine you did that. You actually had to arm your house to protect yourself during The Purge. Ooh, that's that, that could be pretty cool. Um... But then I also scrolled through and I saw that they made the black phone and so they can get stuffed. I still, it's I still funny. want to watch the black did, phone. I don't. I do too. So bad. But I've heard good things. I've, I, I've heard people describe it as a very video game-esque movie as well. You know what? So, yeah. You know what? Yeah. Two movies. Video game in the same way Atomic Hearts is a video game, okay? Okay. <laughs> there are two films on here. I don't know what sort of a game you could make from them, but I really like them as movies. And there's Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to You. Great Ooh. films. I really like those films. What happened to them? Fun. What's what, about, what are they about? What are they about? I mean, I could say, I guess. <laughs> just gen- just I mean, the, the, the protagonist gets stuck in a time loop, and yeah, yeah. oh yeah, okay, you can make it done. Yep, yeah, that makes a good game. I'm like that. I like it's, that. Like, make it. You could just make it uh, like 12 minutes, but less insects. So basically, the gist of it is, they get stuck in a time loop, um, and they die at the end of it, and they're just trying to stay alive, and they got to find a way to escape that loop. But they always get reset back yeah. to the same point. And yeah, I mean, I didn't like the second one as much, but I really liked Happy Death Day. That was a really I need fun to watch them because they, they, they seem like a lot of fun. There's a new Freaky as well. The Freaky Friday. I haven't watched like, that one yet. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's some cool stuff they there. They did Split. They're, they're so they, the new Invisible Man was cool. The Invisible Man's incredible. Invisible Man, very, very good. Really good. They also do I Split. Do like Can you imagine, like, a, a Split video game where you had the um, character changing options, like in GTA V, and the camera zooms out, but then it zooms back into the same spot? <laughs> oh, yeah. you're just, you're just cool. a different person. That could be interesting. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there, I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff here that you could you could you could draw from. I mean, there's but also like, the original stuff is what they're probably they're aiming. For. Of course, I would say so. But I, you you've got to think that maybe they're trying to figure out. Like, I mean, they they fucking they're doing Halloween at the moment. Like that's oh, that's and again, evil dies tonight. Great movies. Evil dies tonight. God damn it. It's, I'll have you yeah. know, Joel. Halloween ends. Okay, <laughs> yeah. it's right there. Came out. Thank fuck also, for that. <laughs> also has a warning. Halloween kills. So it's God damn it. Um, hate those yeah. movies so much. <laughs> I I liked the idea of the first one at the end, but I hated the rest of it. It's <laughs> gonna get through two hours before you get to the part where you go. Oh, okay, I mean, it was alright. Horror, movie, horror movies usually aren't like two hours long. They usually know not to ask. Hey guys, welcome. guys, do you know something? True. Evil dies tonight. Tell you that. I tell you that for real. I'll tell you that for free. You, you've nearly, you've, you've got it. Saying it on pace. You're nearly lining up with a movie with how often it says it. 
There is what, the sorry, just to mention, yeah. there is a part where the protagonist in that film runs out to go kill old mate Halloween or whatever his name is, Jim. He runs out of the hospital <laughs> with the whole town's in this hospital for no particular reason. He runs out, then he runs back in and he's like, evil dies tonight. And then he runs back out like he forgot his keys. It's <laughs> such a bad... That, that is in the worst film I've watched in the last like five years. They are, they are wow. shockers. They are shockers, wow. those sequels. I wouldn't know. Blumhouse. <laughs> but... I'm trying to give a segue here. I've got nothing. Moving right along <laughs> to our last story that we've got here. Uh, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom art book leaks. I will read the subtitle here from Eurogamer, which is Spirit Paperbacks, which I think is very funny. <laughs> um, that is good. It's very funny. This is another one of those stories that is absolutely nope, but I'm curious enough that I want to dope it just because there's it's so weird there's not much to say about that like there aren't any major no. spoilers which is really really good i think yeah. but how does this how does stuff like this happen and it happens so often like you get like with yeah. marvel films like a toy line will come out and it'll ruin a massive plot point like that's what i fucking hate that. how does this happen I, I fucking hate that like and it comes out six months before do you know i'm glad it hasn't done that the fucking super mario brothers movie they haven't done any toy line releases for that they even had stuff at Macca's and all they had was the Mario Kart and like the, to be fair the, the movie goes for like an thing. hour and ten minutes so there's not much to spoil <laughs> which perfect. I'm just saying so is great. incredible is perfect. like I, I already give it a perfect. 10 out of 10 yeah it's gonna be a and joyous runtime. and it's great because I, again I've gone on record of saying that this would be the movie I'm gonna take my son to for the first time to, to the cinemas to see perfect. perfect I saw that and I was like lock it in that's it Don't we're forget. doing it don't forget, guys, new trailer coming on Mario Day, March 10th. Fucking A, yes. Very excited. Um, but yeah, I, I guess this is a joke. We can talk about this for a little bit. There's probably not a whole lot to say here. No. But um, but yeah, there was an art book complaining, containing more than 200 pages of characters and location designs from The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom has been leaked online. So um, yeah, the entire book was scanned. You can now look it over there. On Reddit, if you so choose to do so, I will not be doing that because fuck that shit. Even though there's no massive spoilers or anything like that, there are. It's still like, like nowadays, some of the worst people who have existed are on the internet, and they yep. you could you could tweet something, you could message me out very innocuous, and they will come and attack you with all sorts of xenophobic bullshit. Okay, and they like yep. to revel in the suffering of others. Yet every now and then, something like this will happen where massive spoilers are in the wild and even they seem to respect the fact that nobody wants to be spoiled. Like, I remember when Ragnarok yeah. came out, there were spoilers for Ragnarok and I didn't see them anywhere. Um, no. No, that was awesome. Yeah, I, I always find it with video games that when there's a leak, I maybe, look, this could just be the people I follow. There's, there's definitely people out there who have unfortunately been kind of stuffed around by this. But I found the internet pretty good, for the most part, at being cool about this. We're, the internet's definitely gotten better. It definitely has gotten It better. could just be the people we follow. Yeah, we made That's good true. circles. Yeah. Good circles. Exactly. Mm. That's it. We follow the good people. A bubble, if you will, as some people on the internet accuse me of being an echo chamber. Of course I'm an echo chamber. I love my own voice. Yeah, and also, too, I, why wouldn't I want to be surrounded by people that I fucking like exactly. like, or are interested in? Like, of course I want to be surrounded by people. I don't want to be surrounded by people who I think are fucking dickheads. Like, 
it is enough of that when I walk to the street. Like fucking, of course, when I'm somewhere where I'm doing something that I'm vaguely interested in or enjoy, like, of course I want to be surrounded by people who are thinking the same fucking thing. It is good yeah. to see there's no major spoilers because I, I, like, again, I haven't really done much digging on this because all I saw was 200 pages of, like, Tears of a Kingdom artists in the wild and I immediately was just like, nope, bye, everyone. I'm not sticking around. The fact like, that our books 200 pages spoil a lot. don't give away much, it's not a very good book. Unless it's 400 pages. <laughs> no, that's true. I did think... So, Jeff Grubby Grub was tweeting out, like, um, blurred out photos from it and saying, oh, you know, yeah. this reveals this. He said something that got me really excited, but he, he's like, no, I'm, I'm joking. Because he said something about, oh, this confirms degradable weapons. And he's like, I'm joking. I'm just trying to... Like, he's just trying to get a rise out of people. Even if you unblurred the images, it wasn't anything from the book. But it did get my hopes up because <laughs> uh, I want those degradable weapons. I mean, I want yeah. them. I want it. I want it, but I want it to be reworked slightly. I don't know. Can't rework. Maybe them. if I could fix them or repair them. I don't know. Yeah, it yeah, just feels I weird think... to be playing as Link, and I've got like fifty swords in my pocket. I'm like, let me just get out my sword. I do. I do like the degradable weapons. I do because I would feel like I was always using something different in that game, which was yeah. cool. I think maybe like maybe even taking like a leaf out of Monster Hunter's book, like by having like a sharpness level compared to like degradable weapons, where the weapon itself doesn't break, but its FSC, like effectiveness is. Nah, like, how, how come on? When you're fighting a poorly named creature, Lazalfos, however you how pronounce them, um. <laughs> And you're like mid fight, and your weapon breaks, and you're like, "Uh, do I run? Do I start using like the stasis techniques and stuff like that? Do I use like one of their weapons? Do I use one of their arms? Smack them across the head with their own arms? That is great. Like, that yeah, was that like, that was cool. I, I love thinking of thinking sort of, of my feet in games. Look, the adaptability yeah. you need to sort of apply to it. Yeah, it's cool. You don't you don't need to worry about weapon degradation if it's in this game or not. You've seen the art of the master sword. Yeah, it's not that it's sword looking is real rough. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You're not meant yeah, to get the thing, that thing what, wet, Link. It's made out of cast iron. <laughs> I tell you what. I tell you what. Dad, that you won't see anything, even if you do look at the spoilers from the uh, or the um the art book pages. Apparently, nothing in there about uh, any designs featuring Ganon or whatever else is happening to Hyrule. So, I'm still least, not going to go looking, but I'm glad that I'm not going to just randomly. That's going to like pop up my timeline and be like, oh yeah exactly so at least there's there's that we, we, we you know whatever's going on in this version of hyrule we are going to be relatively safe to explore but what's going on sorry you always what? know you always know i can't really hide whenever i find something really funny on the on the cameras or in on discord <laughs> of course not of course not. and you know i'm going to call yes, it out so you. now karen go for it <laughs> you're yeah. like oh fuck it's me isn't it uh, the yeah. way I just looked up real quickly and you had your face kind of down and for those who don't know, Karen has a uh, a delectable beard, I'm going to say. He has a nice big beard and his face was, you were kind of looking down and it made it look like your beard was part of your shirt and it made it, it you look like the rock wearing a turtleneck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. And it really I caught guess. me off guard. Look Fuck forward to yes. seeing. Uh, now I'm out of focus because of how that that got me good. Um, look forward that, to seeing me in Black Adam too. I guess. 
Yeah, everyone, everyone. Uh, yeah, definitely a sequel to that. Photoshop in this timeline. Photoshop there will skills be. out, please. Yeah, Photoshop El- skills out now, please. Elseworlds, um, Elseworlds, Elseworlds. <laughs> yeah. Elseworlds. The Black Adam. There was a uh, what? What is it? The Paradam. What is he called? The something of power. The hierarchy, hierarchy of power, power <laughs> is about to change oh, forever. Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah, anyway. Tears of the Kingdom. So close. Glad to know I don't have to worry about too many spoilers. Even also, if. It- like we're in this position because Nintendo's marketing is so secretive. Yeah, like, exactly. I don't blame people. Like I've seen people saying it. Like after the direct, people who were just like, I don't really feel excited about Tears of the Kingdom because they're not not showing you anything really, like at all. Yeah, and that's definitely a choice. But it's definitely it'll be interesting to see how it it's goes on the day it comes out. It's a choice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and speaking of the hierarchy of power, the hierarchy of hosting duties is about to change. For this episode, at least. So, Kyron, oh. I think it's an episode. Take us home. All right, sure. I guess that's what I'm. That's what I'm being handballed. Like, that's. I'm sorry I have to hear that, Jesse. I really. Am. That was fucking. <laughs> Don't be. Fu- that was fucking good. That was. Well, at that least, was... Joel. At least you think so, okay? I'm standing. I'll die on this hill. I, I was. Ha- I was happy. Right, and in today's episode, the role of fucking... Joel McDonald will be played by P3 from Atomic Hearts. <laughs> yeah, I, look, hey. I know I swear a lot, but nowhere near as much as that prick. You crispy like, critter. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, crispy God. critters. All I think right, he says something man. at one point. He says, like, you fucking fuck fuck or something. I'm like... I've seen some questionable dialogue from that game just being passed around the internet. But again, I, I don't okay. focus on it too much because I live through the Forspoken era. Granted, that era was only about a month ago, so it's not... <laughs> yeah, really the gap's was. not that big. This is one of... Yeah, it just got worse. This is worse, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Uh, all right then. Well, look, we, we've had our chance to dunk on Atomic Hearts and question what we're, what whether we'll go back to it. Slash, you guys have convinced me that I will not be playing it. Like I yep. was, I was like maybe reviews weren't good, but I was like maybe if like I can hear some things that you know can sway me. But you, Consumer you basically advice. have both given, yeah, you've given me the feedback that I expected, so I will pass on that and look ahead to Resident Evil Four and Lightfall and finish Dead Space and play Metroid Prime again. Uh, but First, I'm going to outro this episode because that's what that's the role I've been assigned by our host, John McDonald. He decided the hierarchy of hosting or whatever he just said. So, thank you for listening Forever. to this week's episode. No, stop it. Stop. Okay? Joel, stop. <laughs> Joel, do you know you keep interrupting stop. him to make this podcast go forever? <laughs> <laughs> Have you fucking heard our show? That's what, that's, that's what we do. I've tried to curb it in the past, but it's impossible. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. We do appreciate your support. If you want to find us on Twitter, you can find us over at at StoryModeOz, where we tweet under that umbrella now. I'm trying to get the courage, Jesse, to start just dropping gifts, but I'm not there oh, yet. When Lightfall I comes out, I'm, I'm all yours. All right. Well, look forward to that, I guess. <laughs> look forward to me <laughs> posting Destiny pictures at the followers. Be like, what the fuck is that? I don't know. I posted Why pretty good puns on there. I said uh, the character in Atomic Heart's name is P3, but I would have called him PU. Yeah, Ooh, that's pretty that, good. That's very good. I'm down you, with what, that. Here's what you can look forward to, because I'll, I'll definitely post it the first time I make it. I get it to work. As I to briefly rewind to when I was talking about Lightfall, there's a grappling hook. You can grapple onto other characters, which includes my Titan, who has an ability called Thunder Crash, where basically I can just like fly for like four seconds. So my plan is to basically get someone to latch on to me. I'm just going to fly off the map and kill us both. That's, and when, when I get back to work, that'll, that'll go up there. It'll be a good moment. 
No I can't wait to be it. the person attached to you. <laughs> it'll, it'll be, it'll be let's Joel. Let's face it, it's fucking going to be me. Especially because yeah. you heard me say it. I just know you're going to fall for it. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Every uh, time. But yeah, so you can find us over there. And of course, whatever podcast platform you listen to us on, feel free to chuck us some reviews, stars, thumbs up, share us around. Every bit counts. Specifically, give us a follow as well, as Joel pointed out earlier, because we, you know, we like it. Do it, please. Uh, as for individual accounts, you can find me on Twitter where I'm at LemonManX, where honestly my Twitter feed hasn't changed from last week. Although the Metroid is now sort of being intersected with Delightful. So we're sticking to sci-fi, but that's really about as far as not so much as it's changed. Although I do, add, I did retweet some pictures from uh, the European speedrunning marathon going on right now, which our friend Cass is over at and he's killing it. Uh, but yeah, where can I find you, Jesse? I'm at Jesse Spanner, I think. Yes, that sounds right. Um, what am I talking about lately? Nothing much. Oh, I'm making I'm I'm making props again. I'm temp- attempting to make props again. Um, so I'll be tweeting about that this week. I'm going to try and install LED lights. So I may get electrocuted. I may get burnt with a solder iron. Who knows? It'll be adventure. I'll pass you over some uh, Destiny blueprints. <laughs> I actually have a bunch. And once I finish this, I was going to reach out to you and say, ask you if you want anything. Oh, oh. Risky business. Oh. Interesting move. Karen, Karen, Galahorn. Galahorn. Not Galahorn. Galahorn. No, it's not. It's great. I, just want a sim- I would like a simple ace of spades. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, that's very cool. Feel free to reach out to me, Jesse. When you've Done. got time, I'll, I'll happily chat to you about it. Uh, Joel, where can I find you? Uh, you can find me at Jolly Mac, where uh, I got a new tattoo on the weekend, and it's pretty fucking showboating it all episode. Very cool. It's only because okay, so it's on my like. Who's the rock now? Look at these guns. It's on my bicep. Yeah, this is the hierarchy of power right here. Oh, Um, so (laughs) it's on my like bicep. So like because it's still healing, I've got to have like you know the the aftercare cream on it and stuff like that. So I've got to keep it aired out. So I've got my sleeve rolled up, and I look like some sort of like dickhead half tough guy, and it's it's the worst. I feel like such a knob. But, and I feel like all, cause I, I constantly, when I'm recording, I like put my hands behind my head like this. It feels like I'm just showing it off constantly. And like this part of me, this like, does like seeing it, but also it's not, I just legitimately, I can't have my sleeve over it because otherwise it dries out and it gets all gross. Let me put you at peace. It is, it looks great. It's a great looking tattoo. I'm, really I'm very happy with it. It's, um, yeah, you can go have a look at it over on my Twitter account. It's of, um, Three Totoros, like the big one, the little blue, the the, mid, the middle sized blue one, and the small little white one, um, is to represent myself, my wife, and my son. So, uh, and it's really cute. My I told my son that when I, I I got home with it, and I showed him, and I was like, "That's you, and that's mummy, and that's daddy." And every time someone asks to see it, and he's with me, he he always has to like point it out and go, "That's me, is mummy, is daddy." And I was like, yep, buddy, that's right. So he understands what he's it is. He's actually um, defending yeah. Joel because people walk down the street like, why is that guy flashing his arms at everyone? And then yeah. he's like, he's yeah. like, I'm going to defend my dad, okay? Yeah, yeah. Like, no, 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 no like listeners at home, you you don't um, you can't hear this. We can though. He's he's shirtless now. I am, yeah, yeah just straight true. up. I've given it's up. It's happening. He, I've given, he's up. given up. Looks like I've a young Vegeta. Now. <laughs> I've committed to the bit. If only. But yeah, if you want to go see that, it's over there. It's pretty cool, and I'm very happy with it. So 
Shout out to Charlotte from the gallery in Bendigo. That is a surprisingly heartwarming note to take the show out on, which has been honestly a mixed bag (laughs) as far as like... It really has. But fun nonetheless. Can can I ruin that? Platonic fart. Platonic fart. All right, Jesse, put your shoes back on. Al Pregante, I'm leaving. (laughs) All right, well, goodbye. Here's our outro. See ya. Bye. (laughs) Bye.